two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Got that little Superman curl going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on the other side? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. I don't know if it's a Superman curl, but... I meant to ask you, but since, because since you flipped the cameras, right, yeah. is my shirt mirrored? Can they not read my shirt? Yeah, they, they can. can read no, they can read you your shirt. You didn't mirror me, right? I, had, you just I, over? I just shifted you over. You just shifted yeah, me they over. can they can read your your shirt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, otherwise, I'll stop. I'll stop wearing the 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 word shirts. So like if I, I usually if just I, wear. If you, if you have to have a rear view mirror to read my shirts, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, they have to they, they, they have to watch it. like this. I have to watch. This yeah, they have to watch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I uh, saw. I I saw a car where the thing was written on the hood, but it was written. The right way so uh, when you yeah. looked at it through the mirror it's i can't read it i just i said so, that, that was the ces thing i showed the other day with the car so like no i'm no i saw this today like oh. today when i was driving like somebody had the thing on the hood what was the hood and, I was, and, and i'm looking uh call us for all your bug problems it was like an extermination company right yeah but but you're just staring at it as you walk by you see it and, and you don't want to read it while you're no. in the car backwards that's how you're supposed to read no, it no no, no, no. advertising on the hood it's not meant for you parked backwards illegally and people pass the car <laughs> uh, to exactly. read it. It's meant for me. I look at you when you're stopped behind me. I read the hood. No, it's not. I'm. You're more likely to have people park. You park in a parking lot. And people walk by and look at it than one car in front of you is looking through the rear of you, going, oh, "I need a bug guy." Back back parking is not legal down here. People do it all the time. Yeah, but that's not the reason. You know, I agree to disagree on this. One. <laughs> uh, how you doing, chat? How you doing, Chad? Go, go, go ahead with the intro. Go GXG ahead. is a weekly podcast. goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're here live Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can watch us, listen to us, or uh, I think that's it. You can watch us and listen to us. There's nothing else. Uh, and you can watch us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, uh, anywhere else a podcast is. Uh, and one day this week, one day, I'll, I'll update it on the podcast audio formats. They're not, so you got to come here live. That's what it is. On today's show, Sarge, on today's show, we're going to be talking about Ubisoft Plus wants you to be comfortable not owning your games. Okay. Yeah, they could eat a dick. We're going we're gonna to talk about uh, Boulder's Gate 3. Uh, the, uh, the owner talks about how he's never coming to a streaming service, like a subscription service. Well, okay. that's, not say, that's not saying never. Depends how depends how many True. Benjamins comes True. his way. Understandable. I understand his stance. We're going to talk about uh, the CEO uh, Nadal uh, from Microsoft saying that games are going to be coming to other all consoles, but I think it was taken out of uh, out of context. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, we're going to talk about uh, Microsoft's plans to publish more games on Nintendo Switch and PlayStation. Okay, we're going to talk about Starfield. Uh, has a had more hardcore modes in it. Uh, it was data mined within the files. Uh, we're gonna talk about Suicide Squad. Uh, they have a a thing coming out next. Well, actually, they have a thing coming out tomorrow. Uh, Shroud, Doctor Lupo, and I forget the third person. 
uh they're playing they're playing uh the game tomorrow to show like the more of the game okay uh then there's another event on monday to show the end game content and stuff like that uh, and we we're gonna we're gonna go over all the different perks and stuff that are coming to the game day one. Uh, unlike other looter shooters out there, we're gonna talk about the Xbox Direct that happened earlier this evening. Uh, we're gonna talk about Avowed, uh, Indiana Jones, Hellblade Two, uh, and two other. I forget what the games are. One's a strategy game, Aria. I think it's I think it's called Aura, right? Is that what Aura. it was called? It's yeah. basically it's Civs. basically the game that's supposed to it's supposed to compete against Civ. Yeah, well, they made Civ, right? They made uh, well, they're just trying to trump it. They're trying to correct. do better than that yeah. Civ. So we'll we'll talk about that, and then uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a uh, at CES. There was a monitor that uh, is built to help people cheat, and we'll we'll talk about all that on today's show. So if you like what we do here, make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you like to go above and beyond that, you can hit. The uh, membership button as little as five dollars. Let me see you what need to, uh, you need to move that, that cheating monitor thing up in the lineup. I don't want that to fall off to the back end. That needs to be talked about early. Okay, you want to talk about it first? We can talk about it first. I mean, let's talk about the shitty update for Division Two, and then we can talk about. Well, yeah, we'll talk about games we've been playing. So uh, let's. Uh, what we've been playing. music that we have there uh dolphin says mike you were right about indiana jones to the t ah, i wasn't to the t the t i said that harrison ford might you know do i, I knew his face was going to be there because lucasfilms own his face to the t, but to the s yeah <laughs> all I, the way almost to the t and i said that the where the where the game should be scheduled like uh, as far as like between what movies and i was right about it two movies i said and, do the and, earlier and the difference between s and t like s is shit, and then t is like told you <laughs> you're right 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 so we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there uh all right so another week what you been playing sarge um so i might i might have this information a little i might have a, i might not be a hundred hundred percent correct on this information I've been screwed around with today. By that's the all right. I'm We're on the angry. internet, and the internet doesn't ever tell the truth, so it's okay. No, no, no. But I want to make sure that someone, someone can fact check me on this one and, and follow me behind. I, I just want to make sure I get it correct. So there's a there's a patch coming up. Uh, this is for Division Two. There's a patch coming up, and I know most of us <laughs> don't give a shit, including myself. But I, when I find myself when I'm bored running around DC just shooting people in the face, it makes me feel better, right? Because I give everybody nicknames. Anyway, besides that, so the patch is coming out, and it starts, I think, the first week or second week of February, and yeah. it, it's a little strange because what it's going to do is it's going to combine the reclamation library with the, I think it's either the option, optimization tab or the uh, expertise tab. They're going to merge into one. It's going to be called tinkering, right? Okay. And so the... The issue with this, and I tried to read through it slowly, and I'm hoping somebody else looked over the notes. What they're doing is they're combining both of those modification tabs into one tab, but because they are, it's creating a inconvenience to those players who have not maxed out their libraries. 
So okay. for an example, so for an example, I don't like where this like, is going. Yeah. So let's say auto rifles. I'm a big auto rifle guy, right? Okay. So I, inside, I got the, I got the info here. A tinker yeah, station. So Go in, ahead. Inside inside the rifle, the auto rifle, uh, uh, the library is like let's say reload speed and uh, damage to armor and you know, critical hit damage, critical hit chance. Like there's all these things you can put on the assault rifle. Well, when you turn in guns in the in the before this patch now current current day and before, uh, you you turned in weapons, you broke them down, and whatever the bonus was for that category, you can then put it into that library. So basically, as you were playing the game, you were raising the possibility of the percentages that you could later on put on the gun yourself. So like if I wanted an assault rifle that had all crit damage, right? So that I'd be looking for guns that had max crit damage. So then I could burn that gun and put crit damage in the library. And so now crit damage is maxed out at like 15%. Right? Okay. It's like a, right? Yep. So now any anytime I want an assault rifle with crit damage, if I optimize it, it'll always be 15. Right. It'll always be maxed. I, right. Because always... I, I found right. it. You made a god roll. Put it in the library. It. Yes. Right. So now under these new guidelines... If you don't have your library full, uh-huh. you will no longer be able to break down a gun and max out that gun under the new patch. So if it was stuck at 10%, it could go up to 15. It's always going to be stuck at 10? Yeah, it, it's because it, it's 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 mixing optimization and recal and the uh, library together. It's strange. And then I started thinking about it. It took me about an hour. I'm like, why would they do that? Right? And I'm looking at my library. My library is not too bad. If I was going to start grinding, it wouldn't be bad. Then it hit me. And then you said something just a little while ago when I mentioned it to you. And then it really hit me. It's basically a way to get everyone who's behind to start jumping in the game and start grinding for FOMO. Because right. you're, it, if you don't have max library now, people are freaking out and are not going to try to go for max library because they only have three weeks left. Right. Right. And then I thought to myself, hmm, who else did that? Starts with a B, ends with an E, a lot of shit in the middle. Right. So that's Bungie, not Destiny. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know whether or not it affected me right away. I was like, do I really want to grind now? Do I really want to play this game anymore? Or does it, did, did, did this announcement, just make me turn off completely on this game. Well, because because now I don't care. Yeah, let me let me read it here. So it says, note the recalibration station has been reworked, receiving a streamlined flow UI changes and a new name, Tinker Station. Mobile tinkering. The functionality of the Tinker Station can also be accessed on the go from inventory in two ways. By pressing the M while nothing is highlighted, the player will enter a general Tinker menu. From pressing the specific, okay, expertise. No changes made to the following. Uh, it can be executed uh, at the mobile tinkering menu. Recalibration optimization. Merge both functions into one tab. Optimization, optimization can no longer be done up to the value higher than the value stored in the player's recalibration library. Optimization upgrade steps change, the, uh, and the player will no longer pay the full price for incomplete optimization step. Example, the user has a plus 10 SMG damage in the library and trying to optimize the SMG to currently has 9.7%. Since the highest value of the player's library is plus 10, 
They will only be able to upgrade to 0 0.03 and will only uh, pay the material price for 0, uh, 0 0.3 portion instead of paying the full price of an upgrade step. Recalibration library, no changes made, and then also receive a UI improvement. Uh, Combar, gear lock, sent projects. Yeah, so I, I got I to read that again. Example, the user plus 10 SMG damage in the library and is trying to optimize an SMG currently has a plus 9.7. But that's where it's going to be stuck at, right? And then since the highest value in the player's library is plus 10, you'll only have to be able to upgrade to buy plus 0.3% and will only pay for the material price for 0.3% portion instead of paying the full price of an upgraded step. That's but that's but that example sounds correct as like what it does now. Yeah. Cuz that that's what that's what min maxing is in division. Will no longer like, pay the full price I, of the incomplete optimization step. Th this is why this is why I don't care as much, but I'm curious to know if it's it's just benefiting or if it's it's causing people to freak out. Now, maybe it, the other people were it's it maybe they had a wrong take on it. It sounds like it's a it's a it's a positive change. If but the, the way that they're describing it, that's what it is right now. Like that's what happens now. It, if it, I have it sounds a, like they lowered it. They, they're making it cheaper. And, and yeah, Paul's saying the same thing. It sounds like they're making it cheaper. Right. It sounds that way. I'm I'm hoping that's what it is. Yeah, it, because the way you described it, the way you described it, I don't want to play the game anymore. <laughs> Right, just straight up. If if they're locking it where I can't upgrade my game anymore, my guns anymore, that's ridiculous, and I don't want to play my game. And I don't want to play the game anymore. But, yeah, but they're, if they're but making they're it cheaper, example. if they're in in this example, they're making it cheaper for me to upgrade it. Yes, yes, but the part that okay, this is the problem. The part that they're leaving out is the fact that if I don't have, if I don't have a maxed out SMG roll at ten percent. Let's say the maxed out roll I have is 9.5, right? When the patch goes through, it, I will no longer be able to put in no. a 10 to make it a 10 from that point on and then be able to put no, you, that 10 in where I want. And what they're saying here is you will be able to get the 10. It just won't cost the full amount anymore. It costs only from the 0.3 to the, up to the 10 or 0.5 you're, to the 10. You're mixing up two different things. I understand what you're saying, but what I the part that they're leaving out there is the fact that they're telling you the example as if you had the max. What I'm telling you is if you don't have the max, right, after the patch comes out, you will no longer be able to put in guns to get past the 9.5 at that point. Mm. You won't be able to go to 10. That's the part that they're missing out of that. They're describing to you the way it actually works under normal conditions. That's how it works. Right. I normal conditions, but it's just cheaper. That's fine. Yeah, that's what they're that's what the example is That's fine, but that's not giving you the entire story. They're not going back and saying that I can't go and then put in the library above where it is. That's that's why I have to wait. I have to wait until I see it. This is why I, I don't know if I should care. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know if I should care. I, I play the game right now where you ask me every time you play, they're like, what are you going for? I'm like, nothing. I'm going for nothing. And and here's my stance. I like playing the game. I'm just throwing it out there because I know people like the game. And when no, the patch comes out, some people, some people wait too long. And if you have to grind, and if you're the min-max kind of guy, and you don't start grinding, or if you don't finish up the library, you will no longer be able to min-max those roles in right. those specific categories. That's I think I, th I think what they're trying to do is get more people to come in and play. That, and, I, that, and I think that's why that's they're lowering... Why I, they're lowering the cost, and they're also trying to get people yeah. to go, oh, okay, it's cheaper now, right? Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do. But 
I don't want to jump back in. Like it's been out for five years, yeah. right? This is like old it's, news. Yeah, this is this is an old '80s movie that you see when the, you the new kid on the block. blocks coming in in just like yeah. ten days for me. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter, right? So Suicide Squad is going to be the one that I'm mid maxing and trying to go up at levels and and grinding for now. And yeah. Division goes. Bye bye. We can't. We can Yeah, we can't. Everybody wait around. We got to make sure they. You gotta, we got to make sure that somebody's grinding our game for some reason. Well, I would think the one of the reasons they're also doing this is because Suicide Squad is coming out. Yeah. So they're like, hey, uh, we're doing these changes. Come on back. We want you to play this game over here. We don't want you to go over there. Stay in yeah, our like, playground. Like, like, like most people are going to pick the five-year-old game as opposed to the new game. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. So. Uh, what other not games? True, not not true, salty. The next one's coming out is Heartland, and the other one before yeah, there's, we even there's see, before we even see three. Wild, so wild about three. Heartland and Resurgence. Resurgence. So what what other games uh, did you play this past week? Anything? I mean, I, we talked about it earlier today. I got that North and South game for five bucks. I, I we watched it this morning on the stream, and I have to say the graphics and stuff for the update. I'm I'm pretty impressed with it. I'm gonna, I might pick it up. It's it. First of all, it's fun. And the CPU is no joke. And so it's a little hard. I haven't, I haven't won yet. For those of you, he's talking about the NPCs. The, the, yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't won yet. The computers, the, the computer, I'll say this. Maybe it's the power of the Xbox Series X, bro. But <laughs> the, way that, the, way that the, the way that the CPU moves all three of the guys, as opposed to you only being able to move like one, you have to be pretty quick and figure out where you put those soldiers at, like lickety split, because oh, yeah. otherwise you're done. Yeah. I, like, okay, I'll give you a good example. Here, like, remember for people remember, that don't know what we're talking about, let me bring this up for people that they want to know what this game is. Remember when the computer used to attack your fort, right? And if you defended properly, when it went back to the main screen, his army would die because he lost the battle, right? Because you defended. In this game, when you win, he doesn't lose the army. It just retreats back where it goes. So it got to the point where he keeps getting the reinforcements from North Carolina, and he's got a longer train than me, and he keeps blocking me and robbing my train, and I, and I can't do anything. And I'm like, because every time I try to fight a battle, he's moving all three pieces, and I can only move one at a time. I'm like, this is, all right, we're going to do a little challenge now, okay. It's going to be old. We're going to do We're doing old school, right? I'm like, okay, we have to try to beat the CPU. I'm like, okay, give me a couple days. I'll figure it out. This, this update came out, out like three, three years ago. I think something like that. Um, it's older than dirt, bro. No, no, I'm on, just on Xbox. Five yeah, yeah. bucks. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's five bucks. Yeah. Five bucks is fun. He's attacking a fort. Yeah. I used the to, fort. we played this game <clears throat> chat. We played this game. I talked about it earlier on stream. Uh, I rented this game and Sarge rented this game multiple, multiple times from Blockbuster. We we we, we should have just bought it, right? We should have just bought it, but we we kept renting it. But we had trouble buying eight bit games because we knew how crappy they actually were, <clears throat> even though they were fun. Xenophobe was another one I used to rent a lot. Xenophobe was a good game though. Xenophobe was best on the uh, the Lynx, the Atari Lynx, the yeah. handheld Atari game. Rampage and Xenophobe were like the best games on that system. Yeah, so this game, um, nothing big. Vampire Survivors opened up a couple more levels. I'm trying to get some, I'm trying to get the achievements unlocked because I, it's such a good 30 minutes. Like every time you play the game, it's 30 minutes. I know exactly what's going on. Like, Do I have 30 minutes? Oh, I had time for Vampire <laughs> Survivors. Yeah. Just, uh, you just got to outlast them. That's it. Once you get to a certain point, you can just put it down. 
things just killing everything. You just stand in one well, spot. I, and I, just I getting... figured out, no, I figured out the trick. I figured out the trick. What you have to do on most characters, not all of them, but most characters, is you only get one primary weapon. Just one. You have to pick the primary that you like, but only one. And then the rest have to be the AoEs. Yeah. Right? If you try to go for lightning more than one, or potion or the blast yeah, to, or the garlic. To, and I'll be honest with you. I think the garlic and the Bibles are like, you have to have them. Oh, yeah. You can make them faster. And there's more. And just, it's, yeah. Because when you, when you turn up the difficulty levels, when you make the enemies faster, when you do the curse, when you do the curse skull item to, to increase the difficulty, that if you don't have those items, then they, they get through the shield enough to where over time they just wear you out. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, my, I, my, my son still plays it every once in a while. We're in the car and I hear him playing it. I'm like, "Are you playing Vampires of Fire?" He's like, "Uh huh." I put in Starfield. I played two more missions to get two more powers, and then I just lost the will to play. And I'm like, "I'll see you later." What? Uh, you, cause you, you told me because you told me you finished it. Like you went to New Game Plus. Yeah, I'm like, I, "Yeah." My God, my brother finally went to New Game Plus, and I still haven't. I'm like, "Do I really care?" Do it, I'm just like, get it done. But are you done with the main story, or how many more missions do you have in the main story? I don't think I have anything else in the main story. So, like, it's just go so you, find the powers and do the last battle. So you can you can go to Unity then. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then you just get your powers. That, yeah. Dude, I, I popped out the powers in like an hour. I just went around. You go fast yeah, travel, fast travel, travel, fast travel, yeah, fast travel. Fast yeah, travel. <laughs> that's it. That's uh, all you gotta look do. At the universe just fucking fast travel that shit. Yeah, just 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 fast travel back and forth a couple times. How many powers are you missing? Four. I'm missing one. So now in one of the other playthroughs, I have to, I have to play one more, one more playthrough. Well, well, the universes are unlimited, bro. So you'll you, one power will always be one behind, regardless of how many times you do yeah, it. Yeah, but That's it's random. Time. You don't know what power you're getting. So that means I have to go until I find that power. Yeah, I, well, what I'm telling you is, if you get all the powers in the second universe. Your power in that world, in that that power for that, it will always be one behind. Correct. You Meaning, I, I have to go to the eleventh. I have to go to the eleventh playthrough just to find the one power to make it even with the rest of them, and it's random I mean, where I, they are. I mean, I guess it is. Look, I'll tell you what. I'll stop. I'll stop talking about. I'll stop talking shit about games if you come out with a Star Wars game that's like Mass Effect, and I'll leave everybody alone. Uh, I think Star Wars Outlaws might be that. Yep, then I'll leave everybody alone. I, I think exactly. Star Wars Outlaws might be like that. I don't know. Uh, I played... Uh, what did I play this week? Oh, I've been playing DC Universe Online. Get okay. the fuck out. Yeah, and I like it. DC, I, DC Universe Online. Yeah. It's still on? Yeah, it's yeah, still going. Yep. It's still going. Yeah, it's still plenty of people inside the servers. How are people bitching about games that are current, but meanwhile, nobody cares about DC Online well, and it's thriving? This is this is I don't know if it's thriving, but it's I mean it's got well, thriving means it's yeah, not yeah. on it's not on life support. It's I don't I don't know if it's it. got a growing population, but it's it's Let's there. Not get carried away. Yeah. Don't put words in your mouth. It's surviving. No, it's it's I've been playing it. Uh, I I got to level thirty, so now I, I finally got to the next level. Uh, I, last time I played it was last year, January twenty fourth. Uh, I didn't play it almost in complete entire right. year. Right. January twenty fourth of last year. Last year is the last time I played it. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like your New Year's resolution is to play. DC yeah, January I played DC Universe Online, so I started playing it. Got I was level twenty two when I started, uh, and now I got to level thirty. I like it, man. It's fun. And what I find funny is people give shit to like Suicide Squad. We'll talk about Suicide Squad a little bit later. They're like, oh, I can't. the the city looks bare. 
right? The city, there's there's not enough enemies or there's not NPCs walking around. I'm like, how many? And what city do you know that if you're being invaded by somebody, are there people just walking around grocery shopping and stuff, right? So I'm playing DC Universe Online. I'm flying above the city. And I'm like, man, the city looks pretty bare, right? But no one's complaining about that. And I guess the I guess the, the counter argument is, well, it's 12 years old, 30. So no one's giving it that much shit. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't matter. Like, Destiny has no NPCs walking around. Division has no NPCs walking around except your little group that you see every once in a while, right? It's not like there's just random NPCs just having a beer on the side of the road. They're only at the hubs, right? They're only at the hubs where, where, where people are. Well, that's how it is in New Suicide Squad. That's how it is in DC Universe Online. That's how it is in Destiny. It's the same shit. I don't understand. People are complaining, but uh, I like it, man. I, um, you have your character. I just got my cool outfit. Chad hasn't even seen it yet. Okay, I finished, I finished and shut off the, the stream, and then I realized I got a bunch of stuff, and I can customize them. So now you I look make, like a futuristic... You make, you, make your own, you make your own hero, though. Yeah, right? yeah, I look like a futuristic Batman now. All right? I got this Batman cowl thing going on because he's my, uh, he's my mentor in the, in the game. But, and then, but you're, what's your discount Batman? Yeah, I'm discount Batman. You don't, you don't, yeah. like you don't have Batman's money. I, I used guns when I first started. Right, which is which is everything Batman's <laughs> it, not right. It's not. Yeah, right. right. So discount Batman. Yeah, discount Batman. Batman. And yeah. then I went from dueling pistols to now I have like these gauntlets that I shoot like uh, like energy out of it. Right, and I love it, man. It's actually pretty fun. I I, I actually want to go play some more. How many, how many powers you allowed to pick in that game? There's a shit ton. Now, now let me be clear. So I'm like, for like one character, like how many cars are you allowed to pick? You can't you, pick everything, right? You can have. Like you can't be like the flyer and super fast and like you can't do everything. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can so pick, you can you can, you can, be, you can, you can mix, Jesus. You can mix and match what you want. Like I have like the uh, Superman power of where I'm spinning like whirlwind. Um yeah. then I have like laser beam, then I have like uh other you know, I, I could be like Batman with Wonder Woman with flash powers with right? Like you can mix and match. There's and there's three loadouts that you can have uh and you, and you can just swap them out. So you can have I correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's uh 1 2 3 4 5 6 7. It's like eight eight buttons. You can so swap you can, that. So you can make Jesus. Yeah, you can make Jesus. Right? And it's that old-fashioned MMO too, like when you go into like a um when you go into like a hub, like a like yeah. a like the Justice League, like this giant ceilings, you know, like the ceilings are like right. like it's football like, it's, it's field a, high. Giant, like, yeah. Temple. It's so, a temple. Yeah, yeah they're all like temples. Temple and everybody's hanging out because yeah. some of because you you need room inside the building for people to fly around make them look yeah. cool, right? I got yeah. I, I found the watchtower now. Um and what I really like about this, right? And I think I think they nail it. And I'm waiting for the update because there's an update coming out for the. Uh, I'm sorry. Graphic sorry, update? update. Yeah, there's a graphic update. update. Oh, there's always a, a graphic update. Yeah, yeah, they're they're updating it for PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Get the fuck. Uh, okay, they're they're graphically going to be changing it uh, this first quarter sometime. Okay. So wait, I could play DC online on my Xbox? That's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, that's what I'm playing. Get the hell out of here! Been That's there, on. It's, it's been a Game Pass. It's been there for like ten years. No, it's just free. Yeah. You don't have to have to have Game Pass. It's just free. It's it's not even on Game. It's just free. It's just free. Yeah, it's not. It's a free to play game. Lots of microtransactions in there and stuff that they want you to purchase. You run out of you run out of inventory spaces pretty fast. But I don't yeah. care. I don't give a shit about any of that. Right. I'm just leveling up my character and, and going around. Right. Um. So you can um. Where, where the hell was I going with this now? Oh, the updates for what they're doing in the game. So every Graphic. every season, they have a new chapter, like a story that's going on. Okay, say it isn't so. Yeah, and, and it's great. Like 
Meanwhile, at right. the Hall of Justice. Right right now, it's uh, like a curse thing with Wonder Woman. I, I'm not doing it myself because I haven't got to that level yet. Now I just got to level 30, so now I can start leveling up higher. You know, get my champ. I think it's champion points, I think. if uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if DJ's here. DJ was helping me out. Um, then they're doing it right, man. Like, every season, they have a new, like, new comic book, right? That, that comes right. in and you have a story that you go through and then, you, you know, you move on and stop playing and wait for the next one to come in. So give me the number. What's the number of people playing DC online? Oh, I don't, I don't know. Like on PC. Like on PC. I'm not worried yeah, about the Xbox. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I don't know. 20, 20 grand? 30 grand? DC Universe Online. Like what's, what's the game living on? I'm curious. Let's see. Player count. Player count for the MMO right now. It's ranked 73rd overall, and MMO is out of 140. Total players is 384,000. That's a lot, dude. Uh, 384,000. That's subscribers, though. I don't know. And I don't know if that counts the... I don't know if that counts as... I don't know if these, I don't know if these accurate numbers, right? Steam charts right now, 662. Steam, 662. I'm not playing it on Steam. I'm playing it, I'm playing it on Xbox. No, I'm, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just saying that even though people don't give a shit about this game, 300K is a lot of people playing DC online. That's yeah, all I'm even saying. 662, the game is what, 12 years old? <laughs> it came out like the 10 years old, 10, 11 years old? It came out in 2014, 2013. Anyway, yep. they're constantly doing updates in this, okay? And I, I wonder how they can do it obviously microtransactions and stuff and and how other live services can't do this right there's no subscription model i don't have to pay a subscription now there are subscriptions like eso you want more storage you want more things well, there's a storage problem yeah like, like that, that, that type of stuff like, people but they're, but they're blatant about it they're like you can't hold shit right i want ten dollars okay <laughs> uh the best live service games are the ones that sur uh, survey with smaller player counts yeah i mean or survive with smaller player counts so I'm I'm really impressed by the game though. Right? Like it's just fun going around. Uh the dialogue, there's always these dialogue happening with all the characters, they're all voiced. Okay. Uh and when you do a story mission, like like these little story missions that you do, at the end there's like a little comic book cutscene, right? What a surprise. Not a cinematic one. It's you know, no. like comic book kind of movement, you know, like the, the Yeah, like a comic book. Like a comic yeah. book, right? And it and it, it's perfect. And I'm like, I'm like, this is all I need, right? These little little bits of story. So basically the loop of DC Universe Online is that you are, you know, go on a small little thing, kill this many guys, collect this many things, kill this many guys, go inside to the dungeon. Fight right? the bad guy. And then go through the dungeon and then fight the bad guy. That's it. Right? So here, I'll bring, I'll bring up some footage of, of me playing real fast so you can see. Um, yeah, it's it's so simplistic. And you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. The graphics, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good for what it is. And I'm I'm excited though to see what happens when they upgrade the graphics. Like that's what I want to see, right? Let me you know see. What scares me, scares me more is that you said it's 74 at 150 MMOs. Is it that many MMOs? 140. 150? Yeah, that's what it said on the on the site. Yeah. That's a lot, bro. That's a lot. Like chat doesn't even give a shit about seven of them. There's 140. Yeah. So here here is here's the the graphics. Right. It's not the best. Okay. I'm doing like little spin moves and, and, and whatnot, the little whirlwinds, you're fighting people. You know, it's the MNO. It's it's like uh, you know, back in the day like when you're playing like Star Wars Galaxies or anything like that. Right? My oh, guy sure. 
right? Got my little wings going on here. I'll you go. Like, you look like the wasp, is what you look yeah, like. Yeah, well, see, this is what my guy looks like now. This, this, this is what he looks like now. He looks. He oh, looks. That's a good. That's a good crotch shot with the laser up his ass. That was cool. <clears throat> here, you'll, you'll see as soon as I. Uh, I I'm looking at. So I'm, I'm trying to change. That's not what my guy looks like right now because I changed it even more. But he looks. He looks like Batman now. He looks. Oh, like you, a, look, you look like. You look like a bad guy. Can you be a bad guy? Uh, you can. You can be a bad guy. Like like. Like lean more towards you know whatever. Okay, wait, wait. What I'm saying is, can you be a bad guy? Like, is the story you're a good guy? You can you're, look you're, like a bad you're, guy. You're, you're, you're a hero and part of the Justice League. Yeah, you, you, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eclipse says I've made the Red Lantern guy, uh, and then you can actually be the actual characters if you want, right? It's cosmetics you buy. You can literally be Batman or Green Lantern. Right, well, that's that's why the game has survived this long. Because okay. anybody who's anybody who loves heroes, if you give me the ability to actually be the hero I want to be, and it costs a little bit of money, I can see why they've survived this long. That makes sense. Yeah, but look, I mean, the gameplay is fun, right? You go around, and it's it's a little fun thing. And there's so much stuff to do. I mean, so much stuff. I I I'm level thirty, and now I'm I'm doing the story missions. Right? There's so many missions that you can do, and story beats, and everything. I think they're on episode forty six or forty seven now. Right? So. It's good stuff, right? It's a, it's a fun little game. And uh, if anyone's interested, it's free. Uh, you can, and he, what I didn't like, I, I kind of wanted to play on PC. But if I play on PC, I got to start all over again. Because it's not linked. No cross, there's no cross play or cross progression. So I was a little upset about that, but no big deal. Uh, let me see if I have... Let me show you what some of the cutscenes look like. Sorry. I forgot about that. that. That was an actual game, right, Water? No one liked it because they were bad guys. No one likes bad guys, right? That's, that, was, that was the whole point. I want, I want to show you what, what one of the cutscenes looks like if I could find it. Uh, oh, that's Dr. Fate. So he just... If I flew back there, so that'd be close. Oh, here it is. Like, me and Green Lantern were fighting. I was fighting with Green Lantern and Green Arrow. Right, so this is a boss fight. Is it a doublement ad? Yeah. Right, so we're we're uh, Green Arrow's possessed right now, and then me and Green Lantern are, are, are kicking his ass. Green Lantern's an NPC, by the way. Right now, Green Arrow's not possessed, and now Green Lantern gets possessed, and now me and Green Arrow are are kicking Green Green Lantern's ass. Okay. Well, but it looks it actually looks like Green Lantern. That's yeah, the, yeah. that's Hal that's yeah. Hal Jordan. Yeah. So there's a clip. So. And then, and then at the end, you get a little cutscene like this. Here, let me let me just fast forward a little bit. And can you pick up? Can you pick up cars and throw them at people? Uh, you can pick up objects and throw them at, at, at people. Yeah. So this is the cutscene, right? There's, right. So it's cool. I think it's uh, if 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 that's the only hero game we have where I can make any hero I want, and that's the only one they have currently, that's also why this game's still surviving. Sure. Sure, you know, and and I think a lot of people, or at least myself, I would I would like to see what Suicide Squad's got to bring in the future uh, to to keep like another DC. But this cutscene stuff is good. I'm okay with these little story beats, and like, okay. I mean it's a comic book game, comic book game. Your roots are comic books. Like just keep it in the comic book form, right? I'll, so, I'll, I'll I'll age somebody out. We're gonna we're gonna move on, but I'm gonna age somebody out. If anyone remembers this game, does anyone remember playing? I know you're, I think I'm gonna get the words mixed up, but I'm not gonna get the words mixed up. This is the correct name. The name of the game is on the IBM and sometimes the Macintosh and the uh, Commodore 64. Impossible Mission. Does anyone remember the game Impossible Mission? 
And if you do, I know you have PTSD. <laughs> anybody, anybody who ever played Impossible Mission, it, I can't help you out there at one mash. Uh, if anyone's played Impossible Mission, then you guys definitely have survived PTSD. I know that for a fact. Hold on. Impossible Mission is, is, yep. is this is what you're talking about, Sarge, right here? Uh, this yep. is for the Commodore 64. I mean, it was for a bunch of computers. Yeah, I know, then. but I, I, got, I got this. This is, this is what Sarge is talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> this is the. Uh, they also had another game like this, is like the elevator uh, game, wasn't it? Like the. It's, uh... it's not elevator action. It's not even close. I know, but right. I'm saying it... this. This game, you have. I'm pretty sure it's an hour or 45 minutes. I can't remember what it is, but there is a there's a clock in the game. And you have until the clock runs out. If you don't finish the game before the clock runs out, you have to start over from the very beginning. So the whole thing is you trying Speed to figure out the game, puzzle. Basically. But it only had like three or four main sound effects, and they drove you absolutely bananas. Hey, do you, want me, you want me to turn on the sound? No, I do not, because I don't sure? want to punch my own monitor. Okay. No. Okay, I won't, I won't put the no. sound on. You no. Sure? Chad, you want to hear the sound? Yes. Uh, Chad, you want to no, hear the sound? No, I do not no. want to oh. hear the sound. We won't, we won't put that on for Sarge. Early in the show, we don't want to. We don't want to get Sarge no. upset. No. No. <laughs> no. Seriously, no, we're not doing it. So I, uh, I, I only finished that game one time, and I never played it again. <laughs> uh, one of the other games I played, uh, I went back to. I played a little bit of uh, Disney Speedstorm, which is that kart racing game. They just did an update eight weeks ago and I just started playing it now. So I have a lot of races to catch up on, uh, to unlock a bunch of characters. So I, I played that a little bit. Uh, and there's one other game I played and I can't remember now. It doesn't really matter. Um, so that's it. That's all the games that we've been playing, uh, this past week. Now this upcoming week, we got, we got suicide squad coming out uh, next week. We're going to play pal world as well, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, so check it out Friday night. We're going to do a, a, a late night stream. I'll do, I'll play a little bit of pal world. Uh, that's that Pokemon game with like uh, with guns. It's a it's a like an arc survival Pokemon mixed with with weapons. So, I mean, it's a Pokemon game, right? It's not Pokemon. It's a it's an off branch of Pokemon. It's a, it's, it's an early access. Pokemon. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, the uh, Pale World, the Human Traffic Simulator. That's that's correct. I'm sorry, Human Trafficking Simulator. Yeah, there's you can sell I humans. Were, I thought you guys were joking about that this morning. No, no, yeah, you can actually you can actually sell humans in the game. But they're little creatures, right? No, they're no, humans. humans. No, oh, there's. Oh, so you guys are being serious then? Yeah, I'm being dead serious. Yeah, okay. there's okay. there's creatures that you can take from their parents and then take them and, and then uh, make them grow up and work your farms for you. Okay, and then there's. Serious? I'm, I'm being dead serious. Yes, I'm being dead serious. Yes, I'm being serious as hell. Okay. No wonder, no wonder everyone's screaming about this game. Uh, and then and then people, you can get people. And then you can go to a vendor and sell the person. The, the actual people are selling for five times more money than the actual animals. Okay? Yeah. yeah. It's Pokemon for adults. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Dead serious. Right. Okay. Uh, so that's what we've been playing. And let's, uh, let's move on to top stories. All right, Sarge. You want to start with the you want to start with the monitor. I mean, or do you want to start with Ubisoft? 
No, I'm not giving Ubisoft that kind of sunlight. You you start with the monitor first. Let's do okay. the monitor first. All right, we'll 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 start the monitor first. I'll I'll bring up the monitor. All right. So the first story is the MSI AI powered gaming monitor helps you cheat at League of Legends and looks great doing it. Okay. So what this monitor does, okay, at CES 2024, the AI everywhere, including inside monitors, and the demo suite at MSI showed off the upcoming uh, MEG 321 URX QD OLED display. That's, that's a hell of a name, okay? It says, according to MSI, SkySight works by analyzing the on-screen minimap to see where enemies are coming from, which is something you can do with your own eyes, but... By having the AI assist you, it watches the map for you and then puts the icons on the screen to show where the threats are coming from, right? So it says, the, hold on, the AI tracks your health status and League of Legends lighting up an RGB LED light bar called the Spectrum Bar at the bottom of the, of the, uh, the bezel, okay, to match your in-game health bar. So in the demo, we saw that the bar was part green and part yellow, which looks exactly like the graphical line on the screen, okay? So you can really just focus dead on the screen. You don't have to worry about it. You'll, you'll see in the peripheral vision of, of the lights turning, right? It says if you don't happen to play League of Legends, you can still take advantage of this system. The AI processing MSI says that when the monitor comes out later this spring, it will be releasing a PC application that allows you to train it to recognize the health bar enemies and other on-screen features in-game you want. You'll need the computer's processing power for initial training, but according to the MSI, the monitor itself will do all the processing thereafter. Possibility, possibilities seem endless. Now, the reps did say not to disclose details about what kind of AI process they're, they're using. Okay. It says even if you've never used its AI features, you'll find a lot of it about a non-curved 32-inch 4K screen. So it's a nice screen, but it also has these like features. Uh, on top of that, uh, it also, you can use it for... So let's say you're playing a first-person shooter game, Sarge, and you decide to train the monitor that anytime you see a sniper glint, okay, that when you see a glint on the screen, it knows where the sniper is. If you see a person, it knows where it's coming from. You know where the footsteps are coming from. Uh, it, all of this stuff, okay? You could train it to learn any kind of first-person. And here's the best part. It can't be detected because it's solely on the monitor itself not the actual computer, okay? So the computer looks at it as it's only going to be a monitor that's set up, but because the processing power of the thing that's happening is happening only on the screen and not internally into the computer, so not only is it bad for first-person shooters or other games that have competitive, okay, you can also hook this monitor up to an Xbox, potentially, or a PlayStation, and then you can also teach it because if it knows if you play call of duty on the on the computer and you teach it and monitor it or whatever then you could put it on your xbox or playstation 5 play through the monitor and then it would also do the exact same thing if if this monitor comes in under 600 dollars, first person shooter gaming is over <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly right lurker if if you will never play a pvp game again because you would just have to assume that everyone's using a fucking monitor like this right what the fuck? Do the wiggle. You have one of those monitors. <laughs> years, years. I spent years training hand-eye coordination, playing first-person shooters since I was a teenager, okay? 
learning how the controller works, learning the dead zones of the sticks, learning when to press the trigger on what game, learning all this shit. And now you're telling me I can just go out and buy a monitor and just be whatever, bro? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, so the CES, uh, so there was a lot of st stupid stuff at CES. Uh, I watched a video the other day. Did you ever see this thing called Bali, Sarge? Bali? It's a... Called, called the, like the city Bali? No, or... Bali, like a ball. Like a ball. Okay. Okay. So they originally showed this ball is, at... Is this, is this sponsored by Kevin Spacey? No. Uh, in 2020, no, they, sh they showed this ball. Okay. It's a yeah, little, little robot. Looks like BB-8 a little bit without the top head, right? Just the, just the bottom part of it. Okay. Yeah, all right. Has a camera in it. It can project things. It's smart, right? And it was a ball. It would just roll, right? Like it would just, it just roll. They redid a roll, it. A, roll, a rolling ball called Bali. Okay, yep, go ahead. Yep. You, got, you got me. You got me interested now. Yeah, I know you're interested, right? And then they showed it again at this CES four years later, and they redesigned it. Okay, it's still a ball, but now they put wheels on it. Okay, <laughs> it's a ball that rolls, but instead yep. of the ball rolling now, now it's got wheels on it, and I'm like, why did they keep it the shape of the ball? Because of the name Bali? I mean, it kind of defeats the press. It's got three wheels on it. It's got two wheels in the front and one wheel, little kickstand thing in the back, and it rolls. And I'm just like, this is this is stupid. But hey, whatever, right? Whatever. So I mean, getting back, made a whole getting little back video to the of monitor. that. Getting yeah. back to the monitor. So we have people battling it out, trying to prove. I'm better than you, Sarge. Who's, who's a <laughs> cheater and who's not a cheater. That's right. With all this kind of software and all this kind of crazy shit. Now I can just go buy a monitor that can't be detected at all. Yeah, because how would it get detected? You wouldn't know. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad I witnessed the golden age of gaming. I'm glad. Like every every competitive game, every competitive game, Fortnite, Epic, uh, Apex Legends, Overwatch, League of Legends, uh, Team Fortress, everything. Any game that's competitive that people like to play, even the new games that are just coming out, right? The finals. Everything can be trained, and no one's actually playing anymore. Like, now everyone's like, it's, it's almost like baseball in 1997 when Barry Bond, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire were, or I'm sorry, uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were going head-to-head because -head they were all on drugs, right? And they're just yep. smashing home runs. Best, best, best baseball ever. Ever, right? We were all entertained. I can't, and people are like, this is amazing, right? That's what this is like, right? It'd be like two head-to-head -head people. This guy's amazing. This guy's amazing, but they're all oh. cheating. So basically, if we combine that monitor with up-to-date AI games are going to play by themselves software, pretty much you don't even have to play the game. You just basically watch your watch your computer play the game for you. I didn't even think about that, right? Right? Yeah. So uh, probably in the next three years, we're going to have like a fully AI computer playing first-person shooters with the monitor, and that's pretty much a wrap. Yeah, their whole market's going to be streamers. Yeah, of course it is. Streamers, one hundred percent. Everyone's badass, bro. Yeah, dude, this guy's crazy. How does he know? It's like he, it's it's like right. This dude's fire. Then you would have to ask, right? Then there'll be new streamers that have a camera behind them, showing them their screen to show people that they're not using that screen and they actually have pure talent. Right. That's that's what it would be. We have to keep it interesting. If you're if you're letting an AI play your computer. And you got a monitor that pretty much the AI can learn from. Then at some point, when those people fight it out, whoever loses <laughs> has to kill themselves. <laughs> like
Like we have to, we have to start eliminating. It's these like people. it's like Highlander. Yeah. It's like Highlander. No, it's like it's like Running Man. It's almost oh, like right. Running Man. Yeah, it's like Running Man, right? That's the only way. It's the only way we can get rid of some of these people. Otherwise, you could, it, it's just going to be everyone, <laughs> dude. How does that work? Imagine. Listen, um, uh, let's let let's fast forward five years. We're watching a championship round of some first-person shooter with team versus team, like 12 versus 12 or 6 versus 6, right? And basically, everyone's dying by one-shot kills from off-screen. Like, it's just... Like, and, it's everyone, and like four guys are dead before anything even happens. Like it's incredible. Well, it's incredible how that man saw him a half a mile away through a wall and a mountain. Well, it doesn't show you through the wall, but it does. It does detect them. So what what happened though is if everyone was using this, then everybody knows where everybody else is. So they would it would just constantly just do this because they, you know what I mean? Because everyone would know where everyone else is. So everyone, no one, no one would ever. Doing, yeah, everyone's doing yeah. the wiggle. Yeah, everyone. every everyone's doing this. Every, Everyone. And they're like, they're going to get me. And, and they're going to be playing around. It'll be like that uh, that shot of Naked Gun where he's shooting the... And it'll, be the it'll, it'll be the shittiest It'll be the shittiest competitive match ever. <laughs> Just, oh, and they're and they're battling around the box. He goes around the wall. Wait, they're, they're both going around the wall. No one can see yeah, each they, other because they're both, they yeah, both know where they it'll are. It'll always be a tie. It'll always be a tie, yeah, right? Every, one shot kill. Everyone's dead. And, uh, oh, it's it's, we're, down, we're down to the last match. It's six versus six, and the score is tied five five. This one decides it. Yep. Right? Yeah. It, no one wins. <laughs> They're all cheating. Fast fast forward, uh, twelve hours into this event, and they're still running around the wall, and uh, he's trying to get them, and uh, nope, still didn't get it. And let's go back right. to uh, the next ad break. Brought to you by the same monitor that's making this game <laughs> last forever. Brought to you by MSI three D O seven three two one MXXXB, best monitor yeah. for for gamers everywhere. I don't get it, man. <laughs> so ridiculous. The 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 lazy factor, just incredible. Well, they said they they made it for people that have disabilities. Of course they did. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how about this? That's about right, Jaggy. I, Longer games, more ads. More ads. <laughs> that's right, Jaggy. You got it, kid. Good call. That's, that's exactly right. Now, 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 the sporting game event will be just like a football game, or the last three minutes of a basketball game, where it's just foul, commercial break, foul, commercial break, (laughs) foul, commercial break. That's that's exactly what it's going to be. I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe we got to this point. Now we're just everyone, the whole everyone's just cheating. That's it. It's fine. (laughs) It's just fine. There's so many peripherals that you can cheat. Now, if you have the monitor plus the other thing that you can plug into the thing, that it's like, oh my god, it's like. But I think, but I think we should go further. I think that if you have to buy the monitor, I think you need to have like a special doctor thing that you are handicapped, and those people that actually want to buy the monitor have to go through. They have to, they have to jump through literal hurdles <laughs> to actually get the handicap monitor. It's like having a handicap like, sticker for the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Like they have to, Right, and that way, at least you know that if, if all these guys are cheating, at least they know that Uncle Sam made money on them the entire time. Yeah, it's uh, I have glaucoma. Yeah, here you go. Here's your here's your monitor's pass. You can get your monitor now. Uh, I have a disability. Yep. I can't see. Yep. Get the pot. I've got and I've then got, ga- <laughs> got the gout. Got to get the monitor. Can't <laughs> just can't play with the gout. You know. Gotta says, get it. Says here you have a little disability. Here you go. And uh, there's your monitor. Uh, thanks, Doc. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I got cirrhosis. That's it. Psoriasis <laughs> and cirrhosis. I got both. You're cheating in the game. I'm not it. cheating. I got a, I got a disability. I got prescribed this monitor. I, I liked it better 
when they used to show it, now they haven't showed this in a while. Maybe I haven't been paying attention, but I liked it when they showed how they made controllers for people who are paraplegic or mm -hmm. quadriplegic and they could still play the game because the controller could do one that they could, they could blow or blink and the yep. thing's watching their face yep. and they do all the, they could do all the buttons just by their face facial yep. expressions and whatnot i thought that was fantastic like the fact that they're actually doing that for people awesome this this is this is an abomination this is an abomination to anyone who plays video games because now any moron can just spend a thousand dollars and be king of the hill. Well, obviously, if it was a sanctioned event and they actually were in, a, in an event, they wouldn't have that monitor. But if they're at home in a tournament, then obviously they would use that. Right? It's right. sad. So speaking of sad, let's go to the next story, which is oh, Ubisoft you... Ubisoft Plus. Okay, new Ubisoft Plus and getting gamers comfortable with not owning their games. Okay, so Ubisoft is is. Uh, is it? I say Uba or Ubi. Ubi. Is it's it Ubi. U? Is it Ubi? No, it's Ubisoft. It's Ubisoft. Is that Ubisoft. how Americans say it? I mean, it's I'm American. That's how you say it. it's Ubisoft. All right, Ubisoft uh, introduces its classic service uh, to PC and more to come to Activision Blizzard. Okay, so right now, uh, Ubisoft uh, main all singing, all dancing subscription offering could rebrand Ubisoft Plus as the service is one of the features and all new releases such as it. Weeks, Prince of Persia, Lost of the Crown, which is available early to the subscribers. It's also cost $17.99 and accessible uh, via PC, Xbox, and Amazon Luna. In addition to the firm of adding Ubisoft Plus Classic to PC, the Classic option is already available. The PlayStation players via Sony owns a sub-offering, and the features back catalog games like Far Cry 6, Rainbow Six Siege for $7.99. Now, down below, it talks about how there's multiple behaviors and explains. He says definitely a lot of people who come... Uh, in for one game and then decide to buy it after the subscription ends. That's part of the reality, and that's okay with us. Ubisoft Plus premium price point exceeds in some cases, and the Xbox and PlayStation charge for their services. Some of this will be uh, to do with the business realities behind putting brand new AAA games into subscri subscription services. Okay. He goes on to say, we're talking the day one releases and the games like Prince of Persia are also getting early access, and we already have Avatar, Assassin's Creed Mirage, and all of these games are available to play. The tremendous value already, and then there's the catalog to thousands of other dollars of games. Uh, he goes on to say, and then we just get the access to these games. You get the premium edition, so it's all the added content that comes with that, and have rewards too. It's also the big advantages of Ubisoft Plus, which is that you get to play these across uh, multiple devices from subscription, and you can access our titles through PC, Xbox, and Amazon Luna. Now, there is a part in this article. Let me find where it says. Uh, where is it? Okay, this is the part. He continues to say, one of the things we saw is that gamers are used to is a little bit like a DVD, having the owning their games and the consumer shift that needs to happen. They got comfortable not owning their CD collection or DVD collection, and that's transformation that's been a bit slower to happen in games. As gamers grow comfortable in the aspect, you don't lose your progress. If you resume your game to another time, your progress file is still there, and that's not been deleted. You don't lose what you've been built up in the game and your engagement with the game, so it's about feeling comfortable with not owning your game. I still have two boxes of DVDs, and I definitely understand where gamers' perspective is that, but the people embrace this model, and they will see that these games will exist and the service will continue, and you'll be able to access them when you feel that it's reassuring. It feels reassuring. Okay. It feels like it. It yeah, feels they, like it. They want you to feel. This is the guy who's doing it, it too, also, by the way. It also feels like a dick in the ass. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. The... The, the fact that they're like, trust us, trust us, 
all your games are going to be there. We're not, they're not, we're not taking them away from you until they do. Right. I mean, I literally this, this afternoon I showed someone asked a question. I said, look, you used to own games. Now you don't. I, and I showed Battleborn and I owned it. I have a disc. I have a package. I have a thing. Right. But I don't own it. It's a coaster. It's a doorstop. It's, you know, it's a Frisbee, whatever. Right. Like there's no reason to own the game. Now you buy a license. Like, look, I just want to buy a game. You're selling something, right? You're selling something, and I'm willing to buy the thing you're selling, okay? So I, I give you the money. I take the object, and now it's mine. I purchase it. Now I can do what I want with this, right? If I want to use it as a Frisbee, if I want to wipe my ass with it, if I want to use it for whatever, that's my business because now I bought it. I paid you the money. It's mine. That's not how gaming is anymore. That's not how CDs and DVDs are anymore. You're buying a, a license for this thing, okay? And... Then you, then you still control it. You still control it, and you can tell me when I can play it or when I can't play it. You can take content out. You can do it, and that irritates me. I don't know how you feel about this. We've talked about this in the past. I mean, I understand that this is the direction that we're going, and I, once again, I am, I am happy to say that I am proud to have lived during the golden age of gaming where you bought the console because the console had good games and the competition between the games and the consoles kept the in it, it kept the imagination the ingenuity and the passion for gaming to keep growing right now is to see how how little i can give you and still you give me the monthly payment to keep playing the video game like that's basically what we've gotten down to now right the one the one that the one that irks me the most is the fact that the guy who wants you to play the game the most makes the best game possible, but it's free and it has microtransactions. But the guy who sells the game makes a shittier game, and then you have to wait 16, 18, two years for the game to get better after he releases it broke. Like, and, and I don't buy the fact at all that they're not making money or they're not making enough money. They overinflated their budgets. They're the ones that hired too many people. They're the ones that are using the microtransaction model as the basis for their sales, which is why you have things like Bungie saying they were 45% off their market, their, their, their sales numbers. Anybody who's 45% off their sales numbers means that you don't have a proper product, a, a proper uh, product, right? You can't be that far off. That's like guessing. Like how many things are you gonna sell today? I don't know, a billion? I'm gonna sell a billion. Like right. you're just making stuff up. But you know the day's coming, right? And they just keep boiling the frog slower and slower. Until you're like, well, it's just it's just convenient for me not to own the game. I mean, when I feel like playing, God, bro, I'll just turn the fucking computer on and play the game when I want to play it, right? Why do I want to have a disc on a shelf bothering me? Like, why do I want to have all this stuff in my house, right? I just want to be able to sit down, plug in, take my gummies, right, and just and just pay for whatever I want. And that's it, right? And besides. You're gonna get bored one day anyway. Why do you want that thing hanging around in your house? Right. You don't need. You don't need to own it. Right. Right. You don't need to own it. Right. And it's slowly and slowly. Not right away, but nice and slow. And no one will give a shit. Uh, Paul. Paul. Ga it's fine. Paul Gaming says, uh, but you all said that you guys rented games back in the day. That didn't change the fun you had with them. We're not talking about if it's fun or not. We're talking about ownership of the actual game. Now, obviously, yeah. when I went to Blockbuster and paid three dollars to rent the game for seven days or whatever it was, five days, three, uh, seven days, whatever it was. Okay. And I played the game, had fun and returned the game because I didn't have $70 to buy the game back then or $50 or $60. You were a kid. Right. Right. Cause I was a kid. Right. And my, my parents were like, we're not buying that for you. And I went, all right, what about $3 to rent it for seven days? They're like, okay, great. Right. But if I wanted to buy that game, 
could still play that game, right? And yes, you can still buy the game if you want, but again, you can't buy it digitally, right? Like even Hellblade 2 is coming out and it's only going to be digital. You can only buy that game digitally, okay? So you're either buying it digitally and then if they ever down the road decide to shut the server off or you stop paying for that service or whatever, you, you will not be able to get access to your game anymore, okay? And that's what it is. Anytime, right? I bought Battleborn. I bought it. It's got a single player aspect to the game and yet I can't play the game. The game is, is shut down because same of the online with, access of it. Same thing with Transformers Devastation. Yeah, it, well, it got delisted. They, when they delist certain things and you can't, you can't access them anymore. Right, so if I'm playing a game that I bought on the Xbox and all of a sudden they delist it where they can't play anymore, okay, you can't buy anymore, you can't play anymore, they're like, well, I'm sorry, it's not our fault. Uh, we had a contract with the IP and the IP we didn't renew, so we can't let people play that game anymore, right? And I don't own that game anymore. Oh, so, what's, so what's the loophole then when your game was not online and I could play it? And the license they don't support it anymore, but I have the game. I can still play it. So the loophole is, well, because it's a hard copy, it, it, the loophole doesn't work. But since it's digital, the loophole goes back into effect. Like, you see what I'm saying? Right. Like, it, when you release the game, the game was complete on launch because there was no way to update it. So the game had to be good, right? You had to right. make sure the game was good. And that's why a release date mattered, because you had to ship it. Right, you had to have a release date because you had to ship it. Now it's it's the wild west. I promise you, whatever day I want, it doesn't come out when it comes out. When it does finally come out, it's not complete. Don't worry, we can patch it. Like there's no there's no loyalty or a responsibility for a proper product on the onset. It just happens when it happens, right? So originally, when you bought a game, even though it's a license and it's temporary. They really couldn't do anything about it because it's not like they're going to go knock on 14 million people's houses and go, hey, time's up. Got to right. hang out. That Got to bring back that game. Right. Well, we, don't, we don't have the license for it anymore. They didn't do that. It just, right. You just happen to have the game and you can still play it on your system. So, so here's another problem, right? So right now, like my, my Xbox Series X has a disk drive, so I can still buy discs to put it in. But if I only have an S, you don't have a disk drive. Right. So even if they sold you the disc, you bought the game, it's just digital. Now it's on the thing. Right. Yep. That's it. Yep. I, I have no interaction with that. I don't I own a digital copy of something. Right. You might be OK with it, Paul. Right. You're like, oh, well, it doesn't take away my fun. And you didn't really own. I like owning my stuff. I, I own we own our car. We own our house. We own our like we own our furniture. We don't go to rent a center and rent everything and be like, well, doesn't really matter. I don't really own the stuff. Like, I, I, as a person in life, like, I'm not renting this mug. I own this mug. I paid for the mug, right? It's mine. I can drink from it. I can piss in it. I can do whatever I want with the mug because I own the mug, okay? When I, when I buy something, if I buy music, I can listen to that music. I can do whatever I want, right? You don't own anything anymore. You might be okay with that. I'm not okay with that. I want to own stuff, right? I want to own stuff. So here goes to the next, go ahead. No, go. I was going to say the, the next part is Bowler's Gate 3, Sven, uh, uh, I can't pronounce his name, Sven, Sven Vinken, Vinken, Vinke, says Larian Games won't appear on subscription services, okay? He says uh, multiple subscription services have emerged in recent years, and with the likes of Microsoft Game Pass, Sony's PlayStation Plus, and Nintendo's 
uh, Switch Online, all providing access to library of games for monthly fee, but potential dominance of subscription services from just a handful of companies has sparked concerns about video game ownership, visibility, and preservation. Uh, preservation. Okay. Um, it says, is, um, <clears throat> it's fair to say that the comments did not go uh, down well with those who prefer the video games on disc as opposed to downloading it and streaming, uh, streaming them. Now when Swen... Uh, boss, Baldur's Gate 3 marked Lorian Studios responded to offer developers view in the series of tweets. Okay, he came down hard against the potential future in which subscription services are a dominant model. He says, quote, whether the future of games looks like content will always be king. Okay, Venki also began, but he also going to be a lot harder to get good content in subscriptions because the dominant model and select group gets decided what goes on the market and what not direct from the developer to players in this way. Now, he's continued by saying, getting getting a, a board to okay a project fueled by idolism, okay, uh, also in, impossible and needs room to exit or room to exist. Even again, the disaster subscription models will all always end up being cost slash benefit analyst exercises intend to maximum profit, okay? He continues by saying, there's nothing wrong with it, but as as it may not become a monopoly or subscription service, Venki continued, and he also already has depended on select groups of digital distribution platforms, and discoverability is brutal. And should those platforms all switch to subscription, it will all become savage. In such a world, by definition of preference of subscription services, will be determined what games gets made. Trust me, you really don't want that. He says, to continue, he says, you won't find our games on subscription services, even if, if I respect that. Many developers are present in the opportunity to make their game. I don't have the issue with that. I just want to make sure that other ecosystems don't die because of the vulnerability. Okay, so I've said this in the past. We read an article from someone else that was in the industry and said that because video games are blowing up too expensive, they have to make cost-effective changes, right? Because they're just going to keep growing. They're going to hit a wall. And we read an article from the from the developer who made Tunic, not the, the guy who made Tunic, but the publisher who who uh, put Tunic out. And they said when Tunic was out, it was good because it was early on in the Game Pass stage. Okay, so it got put out there and people saw it. He goes, but the more and more, she said, the more and more games come out that we publish, it's going to be smaller and smaller, especially when Xbox gets more first party titles and starts putting them on there. Okay, because then it's just going to drown out all the rest of the other other competition that's out there. He's saying the same thing, right? Because people are going to be like, oh, well, we need a first-person shooter. Uh, we have a first-person shooter. Oh, we need a battle royale. Oh, we got a battle royale, right? They're filling in the gaps of things that they have with their first-party titles or their own studios. So when someone else comes in and tries to put something, they're like, oh, we don't need one of those, right? So the distribution, they'll be like, ah, Game Pass, and everyone's going to go to Game Pass and not going to buy games themselves. So the value is that you have to make a game. Make a game, sell a game, okay? And that's what he's worried about. And then here we talked about Ubisoft, that they're making games. They want people to go on the subscription service. Microsoft wants them, everybody to go to the subscription service. PlayStation Plus is getting in on the subscription service. Pretty soon, I said this earlier this morning, pretty soon you're not going to have any console. PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox. You're going to go on your television set, and you're going to highlight, just like you do now, Hulu, Amazon, Disney Plus, Peacock, whatever, ESPN, Fox. You're just going to pick a channel, pick an app, pick a, a, a software thing, and you're going to open it up. It's going to be your television. It'll say PlayStation. Xbox, Nintendo, and you'll just click on one, whatever subscription model you have, and you'll pay for it, and that's where you'll be playing your games in the future, right? Pretty much. I mean, so, well, how's that different from watching like Hulu or Netflix? The same thing. You, the you, the data is more because company. the gaming is more b bigger than the actual TV shows and stuff. But yeah, but that's no, where it's going to go. What I'm saying is, same. It'll be the same thing. The same exact thing. It's it's going to be weird, man. <clears throat>
Paul Gaming says houses I, are the I, same I, places. You own the house, not the land. Not me, my friend. I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned on the level of which you don't, you don't. It doesn't give the developers any kind of pressure to want to release a game proper, because you get rid of the entire ability to want people to want a complete product. All they exist, all, all they think about is the existence of the game on the service. It doesn't matter the state of the game, right? So in essence, if they keep going down this route, if people start getting a little bit more educated about it and they think, why am I paying $25 a month for every game to come out and they're all broke and I gotta wait, I gotta wait six months, why bother? Right. Right. And then it'll be like who who gives out the better who gives out the better price for the less shittier games, not for the best games. You'd be saying to yourself, who has less shitty games? Right? Who has the less shitty games this this month or this quarter right. for me to want to play? Not not who has the best games. Because there is no best anymore because I don't need to release best. I just need to release a game. Ingrid says, I don't know. I prefer not only my games, a lot of pressure being a disc owner. <laughs> yeah, you gotta feed it. You gotta you gotta make sure you water it. You gotta you gotta really you gotta be really responsible to own your your content. Right? <laughs> gotta make sure you clean off the disc, make sure there's no scratches on it. A lot of work, a lot of upkeep. <laughs> I I like them taking the responsibility off me where I don't have to clean anything or, or Do you or, know how much disc polish is? It's insane. Yeah, it's uh, it's you get to get a duster and then a an air can of air. That's expensive. And can air is expensive. When when they first started selling canned air for the purposes of of cleaning off keyboards and computers, I laughed hysterically because all I could think of all day long when they first came out with it was space balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I thought about. Uh, we're actually selling canned air to people, and they're buying it because a, I guess dusting isn't enough. That's why I felt about bottled water or, when or, it first or, got or, uh, introduced. Or a mini yeah. or or a mini vacuum isn't enough. I got to get canned air. I, I remember, I remember when we were kids, we would just drink water from the hose, like the hose and the faucet, or, like or the, the actual tap. Yeah, the, I know, like, like that. And then when they started selling water, we're like. Are buying bottled water like this is yeah. insane. Well, because because they spent twenty years convincing you that the tap water is poisoned, right? And 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 the water from the mysterious sources they kept saying it was from are completely fine. Well, you know Zephyr Hills. That's that's a couple it's hours from us. Bathtub. Yeah, it's a couple. It's a bath. It's a guy's hey, bathtub. I, I've seen it. Boss is just on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. We can bottle the water. That, I have a stream right right past my house. I could, I, I, know, bro. I, could I could bottle it up. But but you realize when you get older, right? The whole purpose of bottled water, and this is a fact. This is not made up. The whole purpose of bottled water was that Coke and Pepsi had maxed out. They were not making any more money because right. selling to, to they hit their saturation well, point. They, they, well, which was everybody in the world, bro. I'm selling soda to everyone in the world. That wasn't enough. So then we had to convince people that the water was poison so we could sell bottled water to increase profits. Like, that's the reason. Right. Yep. That's a whole, whole other story. That's but, but yeah, I mean, video games, the way they're going, look, I like, I, I hope there's more developers like Lorian Studios, right? Now, I understand it's privately owned. Right? Him and his wife can do what they want. There's no board of directors telling him what to do. Him and his wife go, this is what we want to make. This is how we want to do it. And now, because they're so successful for this, they're safe. They can go make the next game they want to make, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. 
Yeah, it's called because it's called oh, business. Uh, yeah. Well, no, no, it's called you. You now you build trust with your clientele. Sure. Right. Goodwill. Not trust. only not only do you have the numbers of people that liked Baldur's Gate originally and came back to play that game, but because of all the hype surrounding it, you brought in another group of people that wouldn't play the game originally, and now they'll play it, and they want to see what it is. And you might have you might have extended your RPG base because of it, right? Which is how gaming used to be. People would make great games, and then a great game, somebody else would say, hey, look at that game. That game is great. Let's see if we can make a game like that. Right. And they tried not not copy it directly, but same type of game. Why do you think we keep getting the same type of game in the same type of year? Always. Like, RTS come out as a bunch of RTS, right? There's, a, there's puzzle games, a bunch of puzzle games. Simulation games, a bunch of simulation games. Like, they all piggyback on each other because they all know what's coming out, and they, they're like, oh, let's, let's do what they're doing. They're doing a good job, right? And, and games got better. Now, what's, what's the hook now? Do I, do I have to make a better game than him? No. Right. Why? why? Why would I want to spend the money? Uh, Jaggy, you're not wrong. The whole Steam is digital only, and, and, but you can buy discs, but they're less, right? And that's just it. You're being, we're being conditioned to be okay with what's happening, right? That's the point. The point is you're being conditioned, right? Well, it's a, just like you just said. Well, all Steam is digital, so I guess what are we going to do? What are we going to do, right? So I play on console, right? I play a couple of uh, games on, on Steam. My Steam library is oh, not that big, right? The computer thing is done. They, they, they yeah. hook, line, and sinker on yeah. that one. Right? There's no disc on a computer I, I, anymore. I don't even have a disc drive on my computer, right? Yeah. Right? Well, now I'm, I'm holding on. I'm grasping onto the mountain. I'm like, no, I, got, I, I want my Xbox. My Xbox has still got a disc in it. I can still put a disc inside of it, right? But, but that's that's it, right? Once, once the next Xbox comes out, whenever that is, that's it, right? There's gonna be no disc drive, and if they want a disc drive, they'll sell it separately, yep. and and they'll charge just as much as the Xbox was alone, just for the disc drive, right? Did, that, did that's what's gonna know? happen. This, this is a sidebar, but I thought it was funny. Did you know that if you wanted to get a manual car today, like stick, like a manual car, it's now a premium? Yeah, it's a premium price. You pay, you're paying premium for a manual transmission than that, an automatic That's right. Because, that's madness. Because it's harder for them to get it, and that's why you're getting it. Because there's m less manuals than there are automatics. Everything's automatic. Yep. You can't even get a car now with a goddamn... Automatic, just sure, a, sure. a stick shift. It's just it's completely little, gone. Little knobs, yeah, it's just a knob, a button. I'm, I'm, I'm never, I'm never buying a car that has a knob for a shift. You're not going to have a choice in a couple of years because all of them are going to have it. So you're going to uh, ride a bike. I, you're going to be like, and I will work. find, I will find an old car. I'll go back to the old car, drive it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shifting my car like this, bro, or like this. I have a button. Is, I'll be honest. I, I drive. We drive a Honda Pilot. Right. I got buttons. I just go. That's it. Just little buttons. Yeah, but that's it. They, they condition you. To be okay with it, you're like, eh, it's dollar, just two dollars. Right. That's, that's it. Kingard was talking about it the other day, right? He's got a video to go watch on his channel about the Call of Duty. Call of Duty started off with just a two dollar microtransaction, right? And now, like twenty five dollar microtransaction. The infamous, the infamous red dot, right? It started off here and it's ended up over here, okay? And that's that's it. They condition you to be like, eh, hey, let's see how far we can push it. They spent ten dollars, right? I, I give the example with stealth. Stealth did a little thing when we talked about the Disney, uh, the Disney game, uh, uh, multiverse, uh, Mirrorverse, whatever it was called, and he's like, he paid for one for one dollar, and they bombarded him with the next, uh, next thing. They charged him the minimum was five, 
and he paid for the five, and then the minimum was ten, and it just kept going up to a certain point because they're they're trying to figure out oh, how how much is this guy willing to pay, right? How much how much is he willing to pay? Oh, we got a whale, we got a, oh, we got a kraken, right? Give him give him the hundred dollar one, see if he picks it up, right? Yep. And that's that's what it is. And and that's where we're going, right? So I I like that Boulder's Gate three owner is like. I love that he did this. He's like, people are, are, are buying his game and then putting it on the internet and selling it for more. He's like, don't buy those. He's like, we're never going to run out. You want to buy the game, buy directly from us. It's cheaper, and we're not running out. There's no FOMO. You could just buy the game if you want to buy the game, right? And yep. that's, that's, that's what we need. We need more of this, not more of, well, but why, we're providing but why you a you service. Think, and, uh, yeah, but why do you think they jumped all over Lurian when they, when they said, don't expect games to be this way? Right? Why? Because do they don't. Because the because the model. Why? He's he's but, he's a he's a disturbance in the workforce. Right? He's he's yeah. going upstream. Right? They're like, what's this guy doing? Why is he going backwards? Why? What is he doing? He's giving value and for a good price. Wait a minute. You can get the deluxe edition yeah, yeah. for eighty dollars with a poster and stickers and a and a thing and all this stuff. Right? And they're charging $70 for a digital game that comes with absolutely nothing, and it's broke, buggy, unfinished, and, and it's got microtransactions in there. But the store works. The store works. Always the store And Larian comes along, and they're like, the fuck are you doing? You made a game it's complete? Wait a minute. There's thousands of different things you can do in this game? Dude, what are you doing? Did you see Gollum? Did you see King but, Kong? But, but do you... But but you have to understand you don't really you're not paying attention to it but you have to you have to pay attention the way that they immediately pounced on them for what they did and not in a good way they just immediately said no 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 you can't expect that from us like they said it out loud yeah. like that's unheard don't, of don't make this the standard it, it, when this was the standard of. when this was the Dude, standard that's what you have to watch out for when they when they go against you immediately listen you know you're over the target when you start catching flack, that's how it works. Like, you know, they're doing something correct when they, everyone starts shooting at you. Right. And, and it wasn't just, it wasn't just one group. It was a concerted effort from multiple journalists and multiple developers yep. saying, that's not how this works. Yeah, we can't have that's this. Not how this works. That's not how this works. Like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. And not one game of the year. Or now that, that's right. that's that's bad too. Right, and that's bad for them. That's, Everyone that's who bad. ever said anything bad about them, that's yeah. also on the record. Yeah, I think next, I think this year, I think Bowlers Gate could win Game of the Year again. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. not? Why not? Just just remaster it. Add like a new cutscene, right? Just, well, right, because since you know, since you know, the remaster can win. Yeah, remasters can right? win, and just, just every year, Larry, Larry, Larry should just remaster their game every year and just, just keep winning. Just add one more, one more mission, so you qualify for for this year, and and then you'll uh, you'll win ongoing game, would, best game. Be nice. Yeah, you can just that would be the greatest troll ever, <laughs> the greatest troll ever. Yeah. Oh man, that would be good. All right, the next that the next story good. I want to talk about. Let's we'll move on here. Microsoft uh, Nadell talks about bringing games to Xbox console and also uh, AI. We're not going to talk about the AI part, right? What I want to talk about here is this one like one paragraph right right here. Okay, now he says, yeah, obviously we're very very excited about everything and we're going to make gaming, especially with the close of the Activision Blizzard King. We think now that we have the ability to really do what we always set out to do, which is build great games. 
uh, deliver them to folks across all platforms, right? Which is Xbox and console and PC, and even including mobile gaming and cloud gaming. Now, a lot of people took this part right here, uh, where he says, right? Which is Xbox and consoles and PC and even mobile gaming and cloud gaming, okay? And everyone's like, everything on Xbox is coming to third party. Xbox is done. Microsoft is closing down. Shop closed 2027. They're all done, right? It's like, you, you do understand that all consoles means the Activision games and stuff, right? Like Call of Duty is owned by them and that is on PlayStation. That is going to Nintendo, right? There are games that are on the other system. Deathloop which is owned by Microsoft, is on the other system. There are games that potentially could go to PlayStation, right? Or Nintendo Switch. But everyone thinks that everything, everything's going. And yet today, Nintendo, or Nintendo Direct, the Xbox Direct, the, dev, the Devs Direct, okay? They announced five games, okay? They announced five games today. And the five games that they talked about, okay, was one was Avowed, okay? Two was Hellblade 2. Okay. Three was Visions of Mana. Four is Aria, the history untold. And five was Indiana Jones. Now, Mana is not a exclusive, right? It's on Xbox Series X, S, PC. And I don't know if it's coming to PC or uh, PlayStation or Nintendo. It could. But this is not on Game Pass. This is just... Uh, they didn't, didn't say Game Pass for that one. But we do know that Avowal is going to be on Game Pass and PC. And Xbox. We do know Hellblade 2 is going to be on Game Pass and PC, right? We do know that Indiana Jones is going to be on Game Pass and PC, okay, and Xbox. And we do know uh, that Aria is going to be uh, PC, joining PC Game Pass on day one, but it's not on Xbox, right? It's just on PC Game Pass. So they announced, they announced that these five games were on Xbox. They didn't make an announcement that it was coming on PlayStation, right? Indiana Jones, and I find this very funny. People literally think this is like logic here, Sarge. They go, well, Indiana Jones is a big franchise. It's got to come to PlayStation because of the, Indiana Jones is really popular, right? And I go, um, Spider-Man is a popular franchise, and you guys only have it on, on PlayStation. So how does that logic work, right? You're okay having a big franchise over here, and this company can't have it, but then this company has a big franchise, but they're not, they have to give it to you? Like, I don't understand the, the logic that these people form in their there, brain before they there, speak. There, there isn't. There isn't logic. Right. So what do you think about Nadell's when he said that it's coming to Xbox, all consoles? And what, do you do you think a lot of people took that out of context? Or do you think he really means that? Yeah, down the line, uh, Gears of War coming to PlayStation, Halo coming to get, going to PlayStation. I don't like talking this way, but this is the reality of the situation. Right. This is about eyeballs and money. This is not about loyalty to a brand or uh, exclusivity to a, a specific box, right? If a developer sits down, figures out the budget for their game, figures out what the maximum profit can be and the people they're going to reach for one system, the only way that they say yes to being exclusive to that system is if the, that, per, that system says, we're going to pay you this much money to be only on our system. Right. Right. And in my eyes, if they're doing that, then I think on some level they're taking some type of loss because they're subsidizing the game. Right. Now, if the game company or the developers, however you want to speak about them, if they know 
how much money because they know how good the product is, not because they're guessing, right? Let's say it's a well-established franchise, like maybe it's a GTA or Mass Effect, like before before the bullshit started, like right. old school Mass Effect. Like if you know that you're releasing that type of game, that you know that you want it to be on as many platforms as possible because you want maximum money. That's what you want, right? It's a business. I want maximum money. So it's up to the guys who are negotiating the price that if PlayStation wants Spider-Man all to itself, then that means that they had a sit down with the developers and they said, well, this is how much money we'll give you if you don't bring it on any other system. Right. And then the developers have to, the company has to say, well, how much do you think we could have made if we did? Well, with three to, we have number, three to one console ratio to that company. So, right. Understandable. And they're like, if we do this, it, does it, does it benefit us or not? And they probably negotiate what that number is, right? Maybe they got some points in the back end, right? It's not just straight selling games. You got to remember this. Right. This is all. It's all about money. So if Spider-Man's only on PlayStation, let's say they offered them double what they would have made because because like you just said, there are less Xboxes, right? So you wouldn't have made exactly the same amount of money you would have made on PlayStation because sure. they have less they have less Xboxes, right? So let's go along with that logic. So they say, well, we'll give you this much money, but but. If we have this many people play on PlayStation, then we'll give you some bonus points in the back end. I'm sure something like that is not unheard of. Sure. Yeah. Right? So I can no longer look at exclusivity for any game because of a loyalty or because that box is better. It's always because they are trying to get leverage over the other company. Right. If I want an exclusive, that means I want people playing on my box. And they have their little nerd guys in the background doing all their math. And like, well, if people play, we, we found out with our, with our market research that if somebody plays a game for more than 30 hours, they spend this much money right. on the store or on this. And they go, so if we capture that many people, this is how much money we'll make based on these numbers. Right? That's how they talk. It's not about, hey, did we make a good game? Did we sell a bunch of games? Cool. Let's make another game. Like, that's not happening anymore. Right. It's about how much capture can we have on those people and how much money we can make on the product after the initial sale. Right. So this is where we are. So so this is where we are. This this is where Xbox comes in where people are like, well, Xbox has less consoles, but yet Starfield sold more copies, right? Because it's not about the console anymore, it's about the reach that they have. Six over six million people bought Starfield on PC. It's like six, 6.5 million people bought Starfield, right? Why did they buy it when they could just play it on P on, on, uh, on game pass, right? You see Bloils bought Starfield and it outsold, right? And it made all its money back just off the steam, just off steam. It made all its money back. Okay. For, for Starfield. And then they made money off the people off Xbox as well. And it's, it's successful. Okay. But people don't want to believe that because they're like, there's no way. Right, and I don't believe that more people bought it, but it did. That's what happened. More people bought it on PC. Okay, six over six million people bought Starfield, and most of those people bought it at a hundred dollars. Okay, at a hundred dollars, not at the the seventy dollar mark or whatever it was uh, after the fact. They bought it because they wanted the early access and they wanted to get the DLC. So they bought it for the more expensive price. Okay, so. What Microsoft is doing and what, what, what PlayStation is doing, sure, PlayStation is doing the exact same thing where they're taking their games and putting it on PC, but they're not doing day and date. Where right now, if you're, if you're a gamer, you just need to buy two consoles. It's either Xbox and Nintendo or Xbox, or, or sorry, or PlayStation and Nintendo. 
you don't need a PlayStation and an Xbox because if you have a PC, you can play all Xbox games on your PC through Game Pass. If you have a television set, you can play all Game Pass games through your subscription model over here. And if you if you have a PlayStation, you can stream your games. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, chat. I don't know because I don't have PlayStation, right? PlayStation Plus, can you stream it on the cloud and stuff like that? Or do you need a PlayStation to play PlayStation Plus, right? And I'm asking, I don't know, okay? But really, if you just own one of those consoles and a PC, you're, you're pretty much covered because you can try all the games out and do all the things that you want to do. You don't need to spend an additional $500 to get one of the console, big consoles or the other. Right? But you have to wait two years to get Spider-Man on PC. You have to wait two years to get Ra Ragnarok. Right, but don't you think that they're just following the movie model? They're just uh, like eight years behind? Like when movies came out in the theater, they were in the theater for as long as possible, right? Then they pulled them out of the theater, and then they went to rental. Yeah, rental first, right? And then Blockbuster rented them. Then, and then, then after that, died then it went down, to HBO. Yeah, they went to HBO. Yeah, HBO or something they, like that. And then they sold it. Right. Then they, they sold, sold it. it in the stores. Yeah. But that was like a two-year gap, right? That was like a two-year gap. Sometimes three years before you would see the movie for sale because it had to go through all this process. Now it's digital, right? If the movie makes it in the first three weeks or it doesn't, they don't care. Boom, it goes to the service because they got to sell it off to a Netflix or whatever else because they got to get paid, right? And then it goes to another service, and then it goes to another service. And now nobody got nobody buys it physically anymore, so now you don't wait two years anymore. If a movie comes out in December, right, it's in your house by February yep. or March. Like, we've lost the entire two years. It's like 17 days, this, something like that. Yeah, but this is what they're doing with games, right? The model you're talking about is correct. PlayStation wants their game to come out for sale for as long as possible. And then when the number drops off far enough, then it goes to PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Right? Real quick, chat saying, yeah, we, we know about the live service games coming, right? And I just want to say, uh, I called that over two years ago. I said that PlayStation will have to change and go day and date. And everyone's like, never going to happen, 30. It's never going to happen. Meanwhile, Helldivers 2 and Foam Stars are coming to PC and and uh, PlayStation day and date because they're live service games. It would be stupid not to do it because they have to get as many people to play the game as possible to to get. That's the goal, right? That that's what it, what, what they're doing, right? Not a shocker to me. I knew they're going to do it, and I said that the the first party titles, single player games, within the next two years, they're going to make them first party, and that's before the leak came out. Okay, I said that Spider Man and God of War are going to be day and date on PCs because it's stupid. The people that want to buy your game are not going to buy your game because the PC players will be like, I'll just wait two years. I'll wait a year. I'll wait the 18 months. I'll wait the two years. Right you, right. you waited five years. What's another year? Right. 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 But, but, but my issue with PlayStation is, is I think they don't want to do it right away. I think they want to do a test. They want to see if they did it for such and such game, what the numbers say. Like, did we get more people on board for, for the PlayStation Plus? because of it or not i don't think they want to do it definitively like right away and say from this point on day and day for everything i think they're still concerned sure. that they're leaving money on the table because they want to sell the hundred dollar game bro and not everybody wants to buy the hundred dollar well, game that's that's where the fomo comes in and buy get the game five days early access right three days early access five days early access uh, well like like i said i think they i would not be surprised if playstation gambled on a first party title sometime soon to see whether or not it pulls enough people into the PlayStation plus ecosystem. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think they want to do day and day for everything right away. I don't think, I don't think they've come to terms with that yet. 
They might be thinking about it, and you may be correct. Right now, but I don't. But I don't think they want to do it for every game. No, they might not do it for every game. But I'll tell you what: if if God of War Ragnarok came out and they sold five million copies on PlayStation, and then they sold additional two million, it would have sold seven million on day and date. But instead, they sold seven million when they opened it up for for PC. Like Spider Man sold, I think it was like two million copies on PC, but it, it came out eighteen months or twenty months after it launched on console. Like just open it up. The the PC players are going to play it on PC. They'll wait. They're not going to buy a PlayStation so they can play the game, right? And and that's that's the biggest problem is the saturation point. I talk about this on blue in the face. The saturation point for all consoles is 350 million market, right? Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft are all fighting for 350 million people, right? 122 million or 155 million, I think it is now for or 100, 133 million, sorry, uh, for the Switch out out in the that's how many consoles they've sold. Uh, the PlayStation Five is on its way. It just passed, I think, sixty million. Okay, so it's like fifty million or sixty million. Okay, even if it gets to one hundred eighty million or two hundred million, they, that's it. It's not going to go past that point. That's they they hit their saturation point, so they have to spread out and make uh, to PlayStation Plus for subscription service. They have to put it on PC. They have to do these other things, right? This is why they're selling the other VR. This is why they're selling the portal. This is why they're selling the other things because it's just other avenues to double dip, like you just said with Coke, right? Coke had a double dip, so they, they bought water and then they started selling water, right? That's that's what they're doing. That's what they're Microsoft, like, hey, you wanna you wanna buy a PlayStation or you wanna buy an Xbox? Sure. You wanna play on the TV? Sure. You wanna play on the PC? Sure. Like they don't care. They're like phone, tablet, they're like, that's that's our model. We don't care. We don't even care if you buy an Xbox. We just want you to get the game pass and, and play where you want. And, and that's the fundamental difference. There's Nintendo and PlayStation that are living in the world where the world was, where consoles were king. And you had to buy, you had to sell the console and then sell the software. And Microsoft's like, fuck it. We don't even care about the hardware. Just We just want to sell the software. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you. The, the part that we don't talk about often, because we don't know enough about it, because we, we haven't done enough research about it. But I think the amount of money made in the mobile market far, far surpasses anything we're discussing. In console market, like to the to the point where it would scare you to see the numbers, right? Well, Paul, what Paul's saying is like it's not even three hundred fifty million people, right? People uh, who own more than one console is far smaller than you think. Yeah, right. But it, what I'm saying is that there's not a big. There's one point four billion people that have a, 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 a like devices out there, PC, mobile phones, everything, and that's what Microsoft is going for. They're they're not just fighting for that three hundred and fifty or three hundred million people. Yeah, I, I'm I I'm fully believe that that mobile market is harvesting more money than you could possibly imagine. And then we're, we're, we're talking about, like you said, 350 million people, and we're, we're battling it out who hates what, who hates what, the loyalty, uh, I'm on Xbox, guy in my place. Meanwhile, the mobile market's every human on Earth. Right. Right, the mobile market is for every human on Earth. What kind of game can I find to get a little bit more of the humanity on there? Right. Paying me a couple bucks a day. Like, it's, it's almost, it's almost... I want to say it's kind of like the lottery that you're not allowed to do, but if you're a game developer on mobile, you're actually making lottery for yourself, right? You know how they say in states you, no one can make a lottery, right? The state can do the lottery, but no one else can make a lottery game. You're out of, you're out of your mind. You're done. That's illegal, right. right? But for some reason, if you're a developer and you make a mobile game, you basically just made the lottery for you. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you're, not, you're not just selling to the state or your county. It's the world. Right. So if you get people to play your game and then to keep donating to your game, that's the lottery, right? The winning part 
of those mobile games is if you get the extra crystals or energy or whatever it is that helps you play longer, that's the win, right? But meanwhile, you're still donating. I I think I'm going to do some research next couple months. I'm going to look at, start looking at the mobile markets, and I want to start figuring out what, what, what they're actually making. I think it would terrify They're They're, terrify making, they're making billions, man. They're making billions. Candy Crush. Yeah. Like, people are, people are worried about, like, Starfield and Cyberpunk, right? Uh, Candy Crush and Monopoly make more money than the lifetime of Grand Theft Auto, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, they make yeah. a ridiculous amount of money. Ludicrous. Ludicrous right? money. But, you know, Clash of Clans, uh... Dungeon, whatever. Ash Clans is low on the list, bro. <laughs> all right. Those, those new those new ones that are out are the ones that are making all the money. And Candy Crush, of course, but because Candy Crush has been around forever. All right. I want to jump to the Direct, right? The Xbox Direct uh, in particular. Okay. We have the first thing they showed was Avowed. Okay. Avowed came out. And uh, Avowed is uh, launching in fall of 2024. Okay. It's coming out for Xbox, PC, or Xbox Series X, S, PC, Cloud, and joining Game Pass on day one. Avowed, his director, uh, said that not only will it make a narrative decision to make the impact changes in the game down the line, but Avowed is also looking to offer choice in combat. Gameplay director uh, discussed not only how varied the weaponry will be, but with melee weapons, range guns, bows, magic-based, weons, uh, dual-wield, uh, and also named a few, but also flexible combat that can allow the quickly changed loadouts in the, in, the, in, the, in the game. Let me bring up uh, some gameplay of Avowed real fast so we can see. Uh, okay. So, do this, and I'm gonna put it at real fast here because we're not listening to sound. We'll put it on two speed so we can just see. Right? I think this looks great. I know a lot of people were upset because of what they showed a couple years ago, what Avowed looked like, and then they showed a couple last year, and they're like, ah, I don't know about this. Okay, this looks pretty good, man, and it's I I. I I'm in, I'm intrigued by what they're showing here, right? I like the weapon stuff that they showed. I like the combat that they showed. It it looks good. It looks fun, right? So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about this, right? I, I'm putting it faster speed as we talk about it, guys. Um, but look, Obsidian. I said this a couple weeks ago, right? Obsidian hasn't made a bad game to me, right? I like how Obsidian makes games. I like how they tell stories. Right? I like their games from Fallout Vegas to Grounded. Okay, They make really good games. They like Outer Worlds. They're working on Outer Worlds 2. They're doing Avowed. Okay? They do good games. And I don't know if people hate because it's a Microsoft thing. It's on Game Pass and they're giving it shit. But the game looks good, man. Here, I'll, I'll slow it down so you can actually see the gameplays at, at normal speed here. Right? right? The, the gameplay looks good. And I don't know why... I don't know why people are like upset with this, right? And people are like, well, it looks like a VR game. It looks like a VR game. I I think I think it looks fine. If you told me this was Skyrim, I'd be like, oh wow, they updated Skyrim. What do you think about this, Sarge? The only thing I I'm I, I'm concerned about is the magic system. And I talk about this all the time with Skyrim and the rest of these games. Like, I wanna know what the mechanics are involved with a spell list that you have, and how do I access those that list of spells from a controller point of view? I heard the ability to switch on the fly to different weapons without being going to, a, to, going to an inventory screen and switch out weapons and stuff like you did back in the day, which I think is amazing. But for me, if I'm doing a magic build, then I want to know how am I casting spells 
without stopping the combat. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you have two spells or three spells per wand, do you choose them and they're just stuck on the wand? Just like back in the day for Skyrim, you only have two spells, one on each hand type of thing. Like, the the innovativeness of them being able to switch on the fly, once again, amazing. But I want to know, is the same thing available for a magic-based build where I have spells on lists and I can just do a quick... A quick check on the on the controller, and I can just cast what I want to cast. It looks like you, you know can what I mean? swap it out real fast, yeah. Dave Rose says the combat animations looked way uh, way too clunky and stiff. That's because they don't have a beast machine playing it. That's <clears> why. I, I don't know. You have a you probably have a beast machine at home, Dave. You're probably ready for it. They probably don't uh, have a yeah, beast he, machine. He plays on console. Um, Does he? Yeah. I, I I think I think this looks fine for what it is, right? And 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 here's here's a good part. We we don't know the price of these things, right? Like this is not a three hundred million dollar game like Spider Man Two. We, we we don't know. We know this is not that type of game, right? This is not a triple A game like a Grand Theft Auto is costing half a billion dollars. This is probably in the mid range of, I would say, between a hundred and hundred and hundred seventy five mil, maybe less than two hundred mil. Okay, and the price point of it is what the the quality of it is. It's going to make that money back, just like Starfield did, right? Starfield cost supposedly like two hundred mil. Okay. Spider-Man cost 315 mil. Starfield sold 6.5 on, on Steam alone. Spider-Man needs to sell 7 million. It's going to make that money, but it has to sell more to, to make the more revenue back, right? So, right. and what Microsoft is doing, and people, this is not, this is not a shake at, at, at Sony. Sony is making more higher-end games, and they need to sell higher-end, more copies of that game, where Microsoft is selling this, if you want to call it mid-tier like low 80s, mid 80s, and a mid 80 game costs less than 300 mil, costs less than 250 mil, and they can make that money back faster than someone that's spending 300 mil or 350 or 400 or 500, right? So as, as these, these games incur more, more price, Microsoft is trying to keep their, their prices low and like grounded make a crap ton of money for Obsidian, okay? Like it made good money for them. Same with this. Same with like Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush was successful. Didn't cost them hundreds of millions of dollars to make that game. So they have they have their their thing, and then people say Microsoft looks looks cheap, doesn't look as good, doesn't look like a full game. But they don't know the budget of these things, and they know what the budget is to get the return on investment based on where they're putting it, and they're putting it everywhere, right? They're putting it everywhere for people to, to buy, right? Because they want to recoup the money as fast as possible. Right? And also probably because nobody's offered them money to not be somewhere else, right? Right. Well, they're owned now by by Microsoft. So, yep. <clears throat> and this this game right here could easily come to PlayStation. Easily come to PlayStation. They'd be like, yeah, going to PlayStation. Like, what? Why wouldn't they? But they don't want to because this is another factor of, oh, we're we're going to come to Game Pass, right? This is another game on Game Pass first party title, which then goes back to the conversation that Lorian Studios head was saying that the more first party titles that come out. For these live service, uh, for these subscription models, it's going to be harder for a third-party game to get in there to get the the viewership and and to get to get sales, right? Agreed. So this is about. Uh, then they showed. I'm not a big fan of Hellblade, right? Hellblade. I'm 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 not even showing Hellblade stuff, but uh, Hellblade comes out, and this is this has a date, right? The first one, Avowed, is coming out in 2024. Uh, it says it's coming out uh, fall of 2024. Hellblade. Maybe. What's that? Maybe. Well, right. Well, fall, right? It could get pushed. Maybe. Right. It could get pushed. Right. This one has a date. 
May 21st, right? And a lot of people, they even said that it's going to be a smaller, uh, I don't know the exact quote they said, but it's going to be a smaller game, right? I think it's even sold at $50, so that means it's also a smaller game. So again, return on investment, how how long they put into it, right? I think, I think it's five years since the last one. And then there was also you know, COVID in between, I think 2017 was the last one when it came out, 2017, 2018. And then they started making this one. Here we are five, six years later, take a year and a half away because of, of, of what happened. So Ninja Theory took behind the scenes of the studio Cambridge and takes a look at Hellblade 2, uh, met with some team and learned more about the behind the scenes. It says, uh, the video, we learned more about the, uh, the new journey in which we heard in the Iceland, harsh and brutal land ravaged by the myth of Terry, uh, tyranny, uh, or, Terrainy. Uh, I was also given the new look and experience of the world and seen through the eyes of someone who experienced uh, of it and some of some of the uh, versatile and violent battles uh, within it. And we also heard more details on what players can expect from the game's story and how uh, by by real. I don't know how to say that. Bin bin b i n a u r a l. I don't know how to can't pr can't pronounce that one. Uh, but with the studio's mission to craft life-changing art with game-changing uh, tech, Ninja Theory is pushing the boundaries, fidelity, richness, and immersion, and can also join her on her request on May 21st. It looks good. I mean, it does look good, but I have no interest in Hellblade. I didn't play the first one. Uh, I'm not going to play the second one. Um, but I, I hope it's a good game for people that are interested in it. Then they showed... Uh, this, was a, this was the kind of sleeper of the show because they said there was only four games. And then they showed this one, which was The Vision of Mana. Vision of Mana is, uh, is from Square Enix. Uh, Square Enix. And this is a huge, like, 15 years. There's a whole bunch of games in the series. I've never played any of these games. Have you ever played uh, the Mana, one of the Mana series, Sarge? Long time ago. Okay. I've never, I've never played it. So Long time ago. Back, back during the days of Final Fantasy. Okay. So, like, like between Final Fantasy 2, 3, 6, 7. Right around those times, I played a few of them. Yeah, it, it looked good, Dave. I just... I'm not interested in that either. It's not my, it's not my type of game. Uh, History Untold, Aura, History Untold. These are the people that made, uh, you know, Civ Five and whatnot. They're, they're pushing the envelope of what you can do in this game. Um, it looked good as well. I used to be a big Civilization fan. Like, I used to love these type of games. I don't know if I'll jump into this one. I, but I appreciate it because they're trying to develop it past where it is now. You're trying to grow in a different direction. I applaud that they're trying to upgrade... Civ. Like, Civ has always been kind of upgrading each time. Yeah. But this one's taking it to, like, an entirely different area. I, but at least, at least they're trying. Yeah. This, this, this was, uh, it, it looked great. It did. I just don't know if I, one, as a content creator, a lot of people don't really like watching this type of stuff playing on stream because it's, it's very oh, it's slow. Like paint dry. Yeah, it's like watching yeah, paint, paint dry. dry. So I, I usually don't get it. But it's coming to PC uh, and PC Game Pass as well. Uh, and then we had the big one that everyone was waiting for. And I nailed a couple things with this one. I said that I hope it's between two of the movies and takes place in the older. I don't want it to take place in the newer realm. I want young Indy, you know, and they gave us young Indy. I said that it would be Harrison Ford's face, obviously, because he's Indiana Jones, right? Exactly. And I said Lucasfilm owns his face. They signed Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and him signed their life away uh, back in the day. So literally Lucasfilm owns his uh, likeness, Okay. But they didn't get him to voice it. And Troy Baker is the is the actor who will be voicing him. And he, I have to say, in the trailer, does a pretty goddamn good job of uh, of, of showing uh, the chops that he had uh, for it. So 
We'll show a little bit of the of the trailer here. You know, a little bit nervous. Oh, no, I don't want to, no volume. I don't want to hear Todd. Okay. And it looks great, man. I, I was I was a little worried of what it was going to be. But I'll tell you what, this is my RoboCop. This is my RoboCop of 2024. Okay. RoboCop to me was a surprise hit. And I think this is going to be a good game. I, I think that this is this is that that game that, that the nostalgia factor is all over the place, just like RoboCop. It's a first person, just like RoboCop. It takes place between two of the films, just like RoboCop. Okay, this is this is RoboCop 2024 for people in our age bracket. Okay, uh, it looks good. It looks good. The the visuals, the audio. Um, I thought even the gameplay mechanics with the whip. And they said you could use the whip for everything. You can use it to uh, figure out puzzles, action sequences. You could use it for a bunch of different things. There's puzzles. And we talked about this last week. Like, what kind of game do we think that Indiana Jones is going to be? And I said, it's got to be, at the at the base level, it's got to be like Uncharted and, and Tomb Raider. And my only complaint, my only complaint about this whole thing is I wish it was a choice of first person, third person, not they tell me when it's first person, third person. I don't know what it is. I mean, I like that, obviously, you're playing Indiana Jones, so you, you know who you are. But there's something about these games that... I, Maybe they didn't want to do it because, one, they didn't want to be compared to Uncharted and Tomb Raider. And, two, Machine Games makes first-person type of games, and that's why they, they did it. But they do let you go into a third-person perspective like you see here when he's swinging or climbing and stuff like that. But for the most part, it is uh, is, is first-person. So what do you think about this, Sarge? What, are you excited in any way, shape, or form of Indiana Jones? Or are you just kind of like, eh, whatever? Listen, uh, I I know it's going to sound bad, but... I've been listening to so much crap over the years. Like, I don't get excited anymore. I'm hopeful. And I, I wait for the game to actually come out to be reviewed. And if it's good, I might pick it up. But, like, because it's Indiana Jones and because it's Harrison Ford, to me, get all giddy about it anymore, I don't care. I've been lied to for too many years. <laughs> does it look Does it look good? Yes. Does it seem fun? Like, it's going to be like a movie-esque type of thing? Like, you are Indiana Jones. Yes. I agree with all that. But... Do I have that? Do I have like the little butterflies in my stomach? Like I can't wait to play it. No, those those days are over. Oh, see. I'll see. I'll, I'll I'll wait for the game to come out and we'll see how it goes. Listen, I didn't kill the kid inside me. They but did. It's, but it's on Game Pass, Arch. I don't care. <laughs> you don't have to buy it. I don't care. I don't care. I I got a little giddy about this. I was like I was like oh this looks good. I was like I'm excited that it looks good. I'm ex I, I'm excited that it looks if, good. If, it, if it's good, it's good. I get it. But yeah. yeah. I the, like I said, I a lot of gamers, uh, developers, in my opinion, like Starfield. I like. That I get can, it. Salty. It's free. I get it. I I like that you can play Starfield in first person, third person. I like that you could play Star Wars Battlefront in first person, third person. I personally think that should be a standard. I totally get that the artist that creates the game decides on on what it wants to be, but if you're gonna put first person and third person in your game, be the choice. Right, like you are, you are making now. Obviously, they're trying to tell a story. You're, you're telling a story, and you're going to change the camera based on on, on what's happening, which is fine. I, it, it's not a make or break it for me. I just I want to see I want to see Indy. I know I'm Indy. Like right now, I could be Jack Burton. Right, I could be whoever I want because that's who uh, that's who I'm pretending to be. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about this because I really like Uncharted. I really like Tomb Raider, uh, and now I get to play a nice looks like a, a decent game. Uh, and uh, hopefully it says 2024, it comes out sometime this year, but again, that could be pushed, right? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say like what do we got? We had May for one of their games, we had fall for one of their games, we had uh maybe August, maybe September, like later in the year. It takes place between Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade. So and it's called Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Not the greatest name, but Well, everything everything comes back around. Sure, I guess. Right. Everything comes back around. That could be like a little dig on everybody. So I asked right? King, I, I asked Kinger this yesterday on the show. Uh, do you think this game, obviously I don't think it's going to be a live service game, but do you think they take this game and then just add DLC to it, like expansion packs to it? Like little episodes? Because that's, that's what Indiana Jones was, right? Like it's like little, little pack we, episodes. We, discuss, we discussed this. We said it would be a cross between um, uh, Alan Wake and Clara Croft. And that's basically what it is. Yeah, with the first person. Yeah. Well, that, I'll wake. Wasn't it, it third person and first person? I'm not sure. I think I, it's 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 an adventure game, right? It 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 looks promising. I'm not shitting on it. It looks promising. Uh, I wait until the product. Your your trailer does not speak to me anymore, right? Your trailers about your video game no longer speak to me. Right. The game upon release. And how the game plays is what speaks to me now. I don't care about anything else. I yeah. don't. I, uh, I'm also pretty excited that, that Troy Baker, the voice, when I heard it, I was like, is that, is that Harrison? And then I heard it a little bit more, and I was, just like, I was like, no, it's not Harrison. I, and I did it's say in my Discord, I was, like, I was like, it's probably Troy. And it is Troy, which is funny because Troy played, uh, he played Sully in Uncharted. He didn't get the part as Nathan Drake, right? Um, and he got he got Sully, and now he's the main character in Indiana Jones, which I think is funny. I, I think he'd rather be Indiana Jones than be Alan Wake. I got news for you. What's that? I think you'd rather be Indiana Jones than Alan Wake. No, oh no, you mean Nathan? Uh, Nathan. Uh, uh, Nathan. Nathan Drake. Yeah. yeah. Um. The uh, what I what I think is pretty hard. I think he'll obviously be nominated for an award if it comes out this year, and only because to imitate somebody. Right, like if you're a character of a brand new series, you're the voice of that character. Like you don't have to make a voice and like try to mimic somebody else, right? But he did a good job, though. Right, but he has to mimic Harrison Ford, right? He's got to sound like Harrison Ford because it's already an established character. So I think he'll be obviously nominated for for. Well, well, let's let's not get crazy here. If he's a voice actor, you watch the actor. And sure. The movies he did, Santa Jones, and you try to mimic. No, no, absolutely. To... Troy Baker's yeah, a great that's, actor. That's what I'm saying is, though, it's a good. it's a much harder sell to mimic somebody than it is to just be a voice of a character and be a good actor, right? You have to I mimic the person. I don't think Harrison Ford was acting during Indiana Jones. I'm pretty sure that was just his normal voice. He wasn't using any accents. Well, or like, even or, even better, or changing his voice. You just talk like Harrison Ford. You're good to go. Yeah. Well, uh, famously, Harrison Ford said, uh, I forget what talk show he was on. He said it's really hard to do a Harrison Ford impression. No one's, no one's done a good one yet. But we'll see what he thinks about Troy Baker doing one. Mark, Mark Hamill does an impression of Harrison Ford. He does a really good one, yeah. He, in front of Harrison, he's, he's done it, yeah. 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 Rose says uh, Troy might uh, do his own thing. I mean, uh, did Chris Pratt? So, so like Mario. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like he's sounding like Harrison Ford. Like in the, in the audio that we heard, he sounds like he's mimicking or trying to, like here. I'll 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 put it right this this spot right here. Fight. What do you mean to fight? Keep up. 
we always love it's it's villains. hard it's hard to hear but i mean he sounds like harrison or he's trying to sound like harrison so i'm excited i'm excited about indiana jones uh and i'm excited about a vow so the, the the out of the five games they showed two games i'm excited for uh that and they saved me 140 dollars, right because they're, they're like 70 dollars games 60 dollars games whatever so jokingly i was like oh, i'm gonna go out to lunch today because i they just saved me 140 dollars because this year i'm gonna get two games that, to, to play right so that's uh indiana jones i what did you think of the of the games they showed in the direct do you think I mean, I don't think they had to come out swinging. I thought there was. I thought there was a no, no. But they showed they showed enough of gameplay for you to get an idea of what's coming down the pike. Right, right. They wanted to make sure, and the the format the format of the show was decent. They were they were they were speaking about how passionate they were about the games. It wasn't just something that they were told to make. They were trying to make that abundantly clear on how much they loved to do what the project was that they were doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And yeah. each each game was done the same format, like. This is our studio. This is what we love. We're so honored to do this game. Like they did, they were following the same format the entire time, and the entire time they're showing you gameplay, right? Mm -hmm. Which is basically textbook for gamers. Show me the game, right? I don't care have, if if Bob's worked on the game since he's been twelve out of his garage, but show me the game. Like show me the gameplay. Show me what's going on. So they did a nice job. Once again, I don't see dates. I see I see areas of the year. I see hopes. If, yeah. If it, if it comes if it comes out, it comes out. We'll see. We will see. I um look. I, we've said this before. Uh, I'm okay with them just giving a an area of time and not a That's specific fine. date because if it's a specific a specific date and then they're like delay, you're like oh okay check right like. But if it's just if it's an area, it doesn't feel because you're like all right, it's open up right now. It could be late, and then if they delay it, then you're like oh, okay, right. So I'm I'm okay with them uh, doing what they're doing here. The last story I want to talk about. <clears throat> is Suicide Squad, okay? They just came out with uh, a little banner. Uh, there's a stream tomorrow. Shroud, Dr. Lupo, and someone else is playing. I forget the third guy. I forgot, forgot his name. Um, but they're doing a stream tomorrow to show off Suicide Squad uh, before the weekend. And then on Monday, they're coming out and they're showing <clears throat> a episode three, Suicide Squad Insider, introducing Elseworlds. Now, Elseworlds, Else, obviously... Elsewhere or Elseworlds? Elseworlds. Okay. okay, else worlds. So obviously you can that's, think that's a, that's a made up word, isn't it? Yeah, else worlds. So I'm I'm assuming, based off just that word, that Brainiac's gonna be teleporting in other chunks of things from other places and bringing them into Metropolis, and Metropolis will change over time. And the reason I'm saying that is because in uh in in a uh, in a tweet, uh, I got one from Jarv, and then I also have one from Lejeune. Uh, so we'll we'll go down here. It says okay, uh. I want to talk about Suicide Squads because last week we did the show and then Friday they came out with a Discord uh, Q&A type of thing, right? So I want to kind of talk about on this show. Um, a lot of people are giving Suicide Squads a little bit of shit, which is, you know, it is what it is. And I, I think they're giving it shit more because of live service. Now, I did a poll on my stream and it's like 89% of the people are either playing it for the story or they're playing it for all the above. And all of the above is the live service aspect, the looter part, the story part. So 89% of the people, 1%, 1%, we have like 455 uh, votes or something like that. 1% wanted live service out, out of that, okay? So everybody else is there for the story and for all the stuff, the looter and, and whatnot. The highest one is all of the above. So in this game, they have stuff in this game that other looters took years to get. Some of them didn't even get these things in it, like loadouts, okay? 
So they have four unique characters, which we know, the four characters. You can go watch those videos that I showed and whatnot, and other people have it as well. There's seven item rarities, okay? Meaning there's common, uncommon, rare, legendary, notorious. Uh, and there's one more in between. Um, I forget what the ones in between is called. Uh, there's talent trees that, that I did videos on. Uh, there's loadouts. Now, the loadouts, there's eight loadouts. What character I think there is, but I, I saw there's eight loadouts. Regardless, there's loadouts in the game, okay? Which... Destiny still doesn't have loadouts, and, and Marvel's Avengers had a loadout tab that blinked for two years, and they actually didn't have a loadout, right? So, no loadouts there. So, there's crafting and customization. One of the big things that they brought, and I think this is the big change they made. One, they're working on a offline mode, where you don't have to be online all the time, okay? And two, is that there's no gear score. And I think this is a very, very smart move on their part, especially as a live service game coming out at this time. Okay. One, I think this game is going to get more shit on than, than, than it needs to. But at the same time, I think it's coming out almost at a perfect time. Hear me out here, right? Right now, Destiny's at a lull. Okay. I'm not saying this is a Destiny killer in any way, shape, or form. All I'm saying is right now, people are kind of burnt out with, with Destiny. And the next expansion doesn't come out until like the, you know, a little bit later. And this game's going to come out and it's going to fill that void of people trying it out just to see what it is. Okay. Then Division's also kind of on a lull, right? They're making that update that we talked about earlier, but they're just kind of whatever, right? It's out for five years, and people are just hanging around, waiting for, like, the next Division type of thing. So I think they've positioned themselves really well right now with this game because they know this is, like, a slow part of the time. Nothing's really coming out, and they're like, let's put this looter out here at this time frame and see what happens, right? So with the no gear score, Sarge, I think that the new gear score is like the best part that they've added to this game because when you start playing the game, you can just level up and just keep leveling up. And there's no gear. You can, the gun's the gun. So if you remember the, the podcast in the very beginning, episode one and two, okay, I said, I want to play a game where I have my gun. And if I want to use that gun for three years from now, I, I want to be able to use that gun. And that's what they're doing. There's no gear score. There's no gun. Like if I find a pistol with my build, I can make the synergies around that build with that weapon. And if the game lasts three, four years, then I can still use that same gun that I got day one because I like the rolls that happened on it. I like the afflictions I, I put on it. So what do you think about the no gear score? Do you think this is a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? You have to see it first to see how it's going to work. I don't know initially because the way that the powers are described you earn the points and level up the trees, and then the powers become stronger within the tree by how many points you have in them, or they change the ability. If I don't have, if I don't have a gear score, then in my mind, it just is the skill tree of like a Borderlands, where once the tree is full, then you're just deciding on what weapon can, combos with what switch around. Right, inside you can the respect tree anytime works. you want, though. You can respect anytime no, you want. No, I get it. But you don't, but once, what I'm saying is once the tree is filled out, there's no longer any reason to try to level up anything within the tree. You have the tree, right? Now, well, that, if, now, well now there's other talents, though. There's squad talents, and then there's also right? a, pair, uh, there's also a um, uh, what's it called? So, so now if they're using, if they're Jesus using Christ, the weapon, if they're using Paragon the system, sorry. That's fine. If they're using the weapons as the catalyst for different uh, loadouts, for the different abilities you have inside the tree, then not having a gear score on the gun is fine. 
But if the guns are not like the centerpiece, you're not like I picked this gun to use this kind of build. You know what I mean? Like if the gun is the catalyst, well, no, because you're good. You're, you're going to be putting afflictions and mods on the weapons to make them that. I I get it. Yeah, I get it. If that's the way it's going to run, then it has some longevity. But usually the gear score represents your time in the game and your abilities on the character. So not having gear score means that you have to give the people enough variation with the weapons in order for loadouts to even matter. Right. Right? So they got squad talents as well. Uh, squad talents is a, another thing where if you level up your character past 30, you're going to start earning squad talents, and then you, you take those talents. So if you only play, like, one character, and then you get to level 30, and then later you, get, you play your other characters, they're going to be a little bit more powerful than they would have been if you didn't get the squad talents. You know what I'm saying? So it starts to... Uh, build up your, your squad total. That's the part of the game where I'm a little uncertain. I'd like to see how it plays out. I'm, I'm, I want to watch when you guys play and start borrowing each other's characters inside the game to see well, that's, how it that's goes. That's not squad talent. That's squad. That's squad. Uh, social squad. No, no, I know, but that entire that whole aspect of the oh. game to me sounds a little strange. I, I want to see how that plays out. So then there's the evolving destinations. So the area itself might change over time. You know, just to put an example, let's say... Um, uh, Mr. Freeze comes in and, and makes the snow everywhere. Then, like, Metropolis could be snow-filled. You know what I mean? Like, something like that could, could happen. Okay. Uh, they have uh, Social Squad, which bonus awards. Now, Social Squad is this thing where... Lejeune talked about this in his video. He was the only one that talked about this. And then they came out afterwards in the Q&A and talked about uh, Social Squad. But Social Squad was talking about how... If you have a King Shark, Sarge, and you're like the number one King Shark in the world, okay, I can invite you because you're on my friends list, and I can bring your King Shark into my game as the NPC running with my crew, okay? I'm playing solo, I'm offline, but I bring your character in, or I'm online, whatever. I'm, I'm using your character, I'm running through my game solo, but I have your what King build? Shark. What build does he have on? Your build. The last bill I had him on, before correct. I left whatever, the game. whatever you have on him, that's that's what yeah. you have. Okay. So okay. I bring I bring your character into my game. I start doing boss battles. I start doing you know missions and strongholds or whatever they're called. And now loot and resources drop. You get a small percentage of those resources. So now when you come back on, when you log in, whenever you do, you're gonna have a small amount of resources, and maybe you'll find a, a piece of weapon, a piece of gear that you could use. From not like, even playing. Without even From playing. Not even playing. That's correct. So what happens if I want to be the anti-friend? What happens if I spec when I'm not playing my if I'm not playing King Shark? What happens if I spec him out to be retarded, and then you start picking him, and he causes problems for you on missions that you're well, trying to do because then, he spec out? Well, then I, I'll kick you from the group. Why would I use your no, guy? But I'm, I'm just saying it's like a I'm making light of the situation. I understand it's that. Like a little, it's like a little troll. Sure, you send your guy, and I'll be like, he's not doing anything, so I kick you out of the thing, and then I have my right, other guy, right? In, right. Or I right. grab some other random uh, character and bring him into my in, into my squad. Yeah, I just want, I want to see how that works. So I think this is pretty. I, I think this is pretty I, interesting. I, I want to see. I want to see how that works. Well, I think this is pretty I, interesting I, I honestly, because I'm honestly want to see it. If there's a leaderboard, right, the community is going to be like, dude, right? Wh whoever's got whoever's got the best, whoever's got the best is going to be invited to get more rewards and stuff like that, right? Yeah, right. And then he does, and he'll play even less. Well, I don't think it takes you that big of an advantage, right? I mean, it doesn't really matter because it's a PVE game. If I 100% I agree, but if everybody wants my character and I keep logging on after two days of working and come back on and my guy's got loaded full inventory. Yeah, that's shit, my, that's what I want to know. This, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like how much shit does he get to hold? And if he fills up, 
the, the other people who use them, now yeah, you, don't so, get the, you don't get the rewards because your inventory is for like, you understand the complexity of what you're asking about. Yeah, no, I get it. Pulled in, right? So I, what I find weird it is it sounds if, cool, but I, I'm with the logistics here. If Shroud is playing, okay, and everybody grabs Shroud's character because Shroud's going to play 16 hours a day. He's going to have the best character in the game. Right. Right. Now I bring Shroud's character in and everyone in this community, 21,000 people or a million people start playing the game. Right. And they all pick Shroud's character. When Shroud logs in, is he going to be sitting there for 20 minutes going through his inventory and making sure it doesn't, you know, your inventory is full. It's going to delete. You're like, well, at that point, does he even care about that stuff? You know what I mean? That's, that's the question I have. I don't know what, what the max is or anything like that. So that's oh. what uh, social squad is. Right. Uh, there's a gun range. Okay. There's a gun range. And, I, and again, when I talk about Shroud, I understand it's a, a small, minute population. I still want to know the, the logistics of how many things can you hold before you have to run through? Like every time I log in, if people are using my guy, it's like, can I opt out? Like, I don't want any more resources, right? I don't want any more stuff. I just want to log. Like, it's locked. No one can invite me to to play for or, my character. Or yet, a reverse troll. I, I'm farming an area where you get crappy weapons. And I'm filling your inventory up with crappy <laughs> weapons. So your guy doesn't get weapons when you're offline. Well, I, well crappy right. weapons. There was no such thing as crappy weapons. Because crappy weapons is, there's we no, well, there's no gear score. You. There's no gear score for the weapon. So the weapon drops. The weapon is what it is. All right. That's random rolls. Um, there's a gun range, which, you know... Uh, division, division has yeah. okay there's armored vehicles those vehicles are like um you know they're like time so you're using them and then at a certain point they can explode otherwise uh, you would just OP otherwise you just drive around your vehicle uh there's care packages i'm not really too sure what that is there's two game modes that they talked about there's a horde mode called killing time and there's another one called insurgents missions okay and supposedly the way i understood it was these are going to be in the game i don't think at the story level i think it's at once you're done with the story they open up and it's like more things to do so there's gonna be a horde mode which other games still haven't got a horde mode in okay and then there's like insertion missions or incursion missions sorry incursion missions are going to be sort of like what a what a um uh a strike mission is in like destiny right so, so sort of like that okay there's leaderboards okay now the leaderboards are pretty cool because as we're going and playing you know, friendly competition between like like all of a sudden your guy, you're like, dude, what what do you have on your King Shark? You'd be like, oh, I have this. And it'd be interesting if I could also, they didn't say anything yet, but can I view your character and see what gear you have on? You know what I mean? Like, I would assume you could because other, other looters let you I do mean, that. Well, if whatever character's in your game, you can look at their stats. So I would assume. I would, I would assume, in, yeah. You bring one of your friend's characters and I'm sure you get to look at the stats. Right. So then you have the leaderboards. Oh, and then if you're doing the leaderboards, whoever is the leader, like whoever wins the uh, at the end of the match, becomes the actual leader of the group, and then they get to pick the next mission. So that's that's interesting as well. Uh, there's crossplay, cross progression. There's uh, Riddler trophies and challenges. There's Easter eggs, and then obviously there's going to be DLC, uh, new characters, missions, and gear. Now they also showed a picture uh, of a concept drawing of the Daily Planet, uh, but it looks like it's in a different dimension. Of the Joker, so the Joker. Let me let me bring this up real fast. Like like Biff's casino from Back to the Future Two. Yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. I'll, I'll show you. Uh, that's okay. Here's a picture. So. All right. So this is the uh, the castle or the building. It's the Daily Planet. 
And obviously, it, it has the Joker's scheme on there. Uh, people have zoomed in, and like this is a stack of newspapers over here on the concept drawing. And then over here, it's a newspaper that's upside down, and the Joker's on there. Okay? Um, so... This might be one of those missions that you go in and you have to fight through the building and then maybe Joker's maybe a fight that you have to do, but then he becomes part of the Suicide Squad. I don't know. I'm, I'm making that shit up. I just, I, I'm just trying to look at what, what it is. So when I talk about the, uh, the different areas coming in and evolving, this could be one of those things. Like Brainiac likes to grab stuff, bring it in. So like worlds collide, different dimensions. So obviously if Joker's in the game, it's not Batman Arkham's Joker because he's dead. It's not Mark Hamill's Joker. It's a different Joker from a different dimension coming in. Um, so that'd be pretty cool. I'm hoping, for the sake of the game, I'm hoping that the boss mechanics are, are, are done well and they scale with how many people are actually playing who are human. Right? Like if you're playing by yourself right. and you have the three NPCs fighting with you, then it's a certain difficulty level with certain mechanics. But if you're playing with four people who are all humans, that the boss fight is a little different and a little bit more complicated and you get better rewards. Like, I think, I think that's the way to go because you want to play with your friends. Even though you're playing single player, you can still do it. But I, the difficulty and the, the, the mechanics of the boss fight should be a little bit more uh, challenging with four humans. Right. That would be, I would like to see that. Yeah, I, I want to know what happens with, if I'm playing on the game, one, I don't know, can you pick the difficulty level? And does it scale? They haven't said it, and if they did say something about scaling, I don't know. Um, I want to know, does it scale? So if we're playing with two people, uh, three people, four people. Now, they did say, if you're playing with two buds, like if me and you are playing Sarge, you get to bring one of your NPCs in, I get to bring one of my NPCs in. If I'm playing solo, I can bring all four of your guys NPCs to play behind me. So it's me plus three NP bots. If I play with you, it's me and you and two bots. If it's three people, one of each person, and then the host has the bot. And then if it's four people, everybody has their, you know, each their own. And then if you want to switch characters, you have to go back to the just uh, the hall of justice to switch characters. Okay. Uh, so that's the way they, they broke it down there. Now, as far as does it scale difficulty level with, two, three, four people playing. I would hope so, but I don't know. They didn't, they didn't say anything. And if they did chat, if you, if, if you guys know, uh, I would assume that all the other looters do it. So, I mean, it's been, listen, it's been 10 years, right? I just think that when you're playing with multiple friends, whether it be coach couch co-op or online. And I, I do enjoy that the, the complexities now of online games with friends and boss fights and mechanics are fun. But at this point, there should be good boss mechanics in multiplayer uh, PVE games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, at this point, they've had plenty of time to practice. They have plenty of people to look at over the years, Right. You had the bullet sponginess of the division guys. You had the crazy mechanics of the de of the destiny guys. Like different games did it differently. Even single single player games with boss fights had good mechanics. I think at this point, all we we put all that together in a pile, and guys should be able to pick out a fun factor of good boss mechanics. You, if I'm going to be repeating a boss battle, I don't want it to be exactly the same every time regardless yeah. of how many people are playing i mean that's gonna be that's gonna be a one 
because once, once you, you figure know it out, it, yeah, you know you, it. You know it. That's you. You can't fight against that. What are you going to do? Procedurally generate? You would I, have to. I, you would have to code a boss fight to have like fifty different combinations, and then randomly generate the code of the combinations to randomly. Hang on. Like hang, you're making it sound like it's like we're we're it's insurmountable. If there, let's say there's five different kinds of a uh, boss mechanics. Right, and every time you fought the guy, they pick three. Sure, but right? so it changes it up a little bit. Yeah. So you're not always spec'd out exactly how to destroy him in exactly 25 seconds. That's all I'm saying. Like, if you're gonna make me play the same boss game over and over again because I'm trying to farm for something, then at least make it challenging somewhat. Well, then the only way I'll, I'll describe I'll describe the the flash fight that we saw. Right. So like, if the flash is fighting, and if you start figuring it out, like. All of a sudden, he stops on this this midpoint for his first phase, and then the third phase or second phase, he stops in this building. If they, if you can randomly generate where he stops, then you're not expecting where he's going to stop because then you could learn the the mechanic. And if it's always different, then maybe something like that. But I don't know. I I think no matter what happens, gamers are going to game. They're going to figure out the system, and then they're going to make that system super easy. Yes, but gamers are going to game. The challenge and the fun is figuring out the battle. Sure, the battle but once they figure it out, it's over. If the battle can be figured out instantaneously in the first five minutes, then the challenge is gone. You lose the fun factor. If there's a possibility to keep me hooked a little bit longer because I don't know what's coming next, that keeps people I mean, engaged. That's at, all I'm saying. Look at the, the glass saying. took what six hours, twelve hours, whatever to beat the first time, and it went from like it went from like twelve hours to six hours to. Yeah. Three hours to thirty but seconds. No, but it was difficult. <laughs> right. But it was sure. difficult and until, until was people underpowered and, and people are underpowered. Right. Right. So what happens? You get overpowered in this kind of game, and the boss mechanics are the same. Oh, oh Flash! We'll be doing speed rounds. I could do Flash in the forty-five. That's seconds. that's what we did in Marvel's Avengers. You would do Marvel's right. Avenger boss fights, and you would figure it out, and you'd be like, uh, "This is what you do here. That's what you do there. Uh, step on this door. Here's a little glitch. Right? People just figure out the stuff, and then everyone's like, "All right, cool." Right. And if you don't do enough damage, then you can't do enough damage. And then you have to come back when you're, when you're never, ready. I was never a fan of the, if you didn't do enough damage, you wiped. I never liked that mechanic, but I understand why it was there. Because it taught people how to be more efficient with their time. Otherwise, you're not giving anyone a reason to be good with the gun. You know what I mean? Right. That, that, that's why the, the term get good comes from. Like, if you're the guy supposed to be guarding the ads on the left door and you can't handle that shit, then either you need get, to get a better get, gun. Get good. Right? Or, or get good. One or the other. Yeah. But I'm not saying that that should be for every that's boss when they fight ever. That's I'm when they swap you out. Why, but that's why those existed. That's why those mechanics existed. Can you imagine? They're like, hey, uh, Billy, you, you got to pick up. You, you're not holding your, your own over there. You know what, Billy? Fuck you. You're out. We're bringing your, we're bringing someone else's bot in. Well, okay, but, okay, but listen, listen. I'm not. I'm not. We're taking the lead. Any... We're taking Shroud's number one on the leaderboard. We're bringing him in instead. All right. I'm not. I'm not trying to put anyone down. But everybody talked shit in Destiny. But you knew if you could handle the job you were given, or if you couldn't, and then they knew what your gear was, even though you might have been lying. Because you could say I could do it, but we already see that we're watching, and you we know that you can't kill the guys fast enough, which means you're underpowered, even though you said you were not. Right. Like what I'm saying is, it's not just a gear check from the game itself; it's a gear check from your friends, right? And so you're like, listen, dude, if you can't do it, let us know. We'll switch out. We'll do something else. It it engages people instead of you just trying to carry people. That's the difference, right? Just put whoever you want in. We got no problem. You, you know what I just thought just of? Put, put whoever in. No as, problem. We got you. As a streamer, 
when I start playing with people, like cause I'm gonna play through the story. Yes, a, yes, Apollyon. Yes, right. I, I when I start playing with people, we can have a little game, right? Because a lot of people want would like to play. So if we did a mission, right? This is a good rotation, right? Hear me out, right? Obviously, I'm not gonna get kicked out because I'm I'm the streamer, right? But if I was the lowest score, then we keep the same team, right? But if if whoever's the lowest score on the leaderboard after the mission, they get booted. And a new person comes in, right? And you just you just do a little rotation so people can play with it, right? I mean, it's whatever you want. Pretty good. Whatever, whatever keeps friends and people who want to play the game engaged, right? If everything's cut and dry, if every time I fight the boss battle, it's always the same, it gets dry really quick. People don't have the patience that they once had. They either want to clear it or they want to know how to clear it in the first the first session, right? Right. Remember, remember how angry people were in Destiny raids and how how hard that raid was. And you gotta in Destiny, have a Galahorn. No Galahorn. No coming yeah, in. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. All, all, all I'm saying is the fun comes from learning the mechanics with friends, understanding your builds, and people playing yeah. the game long enough to where you understand your character. That's what made the game fun. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm I, excited about. I'm excited to figure this stuff out. Now, here's the thing I want to know about the boss fights because obviously, if you're playing through the campaign. The boss fights can't be super difficult because it's not a raid. You're not going into a raid. You're just I'm going through this. No, no, hold on a second. What I'm saying is I hope what they do is the, there's a story campaign boss fight, right? But then once you beat the game and let's say like in, de in, in Division, like you have the Black Tusk, whatever, come in, right? You're going to be fighting these bosses over and over again, I would assume, right? It's not like you kill Hopefully. Flash and, and then he doesn't come back, right? So if you're farming the Flash... Well, how, how can I test out my build if I can't fight a boss with But him? But that's what I'm saying. So I, I hope that the campaign boss fight is different after you beat the campaign. And then when you go fight him again, it's a different fight. Harder fight, something you know, along those lines. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Everybody says, needs Galahorn. Know what, uh, what to do. Needs Mike. Yeah, exactly. I hated those days. Uh, World says it feels so much better to finish something with being uh, who struggled than who's uh, knew exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. If if you, you weren't here when we played, but we, me and Sarge would get go into some people's uh, uh, raids, right for Destiny, and we never did it. They did it, and we're, we're like, don't tell us shit. We want to figure it out. They didn't say anything. They didn't communicate or anything, and they just hung back. And we did all the stuff, and we figured it out. It was great. It's I love when people let people figure it out. If you tell me what to do, like I don't want to be sherpaed. Okay, I want I want people to come in and and figure it out. So if anyone plays with me, and we're going through like a boss fight or whatever, and you're the first time playing, I'm not gonna tell you shit. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna sit there and let you figure it out to play. Because I, I to me it's not about wrap it up, let's go kicking you out. Right? It's it's having fun in that moment and if that frustration oh we died all right well this is what you do right don't don't you gotta you gotta move away from that left side that left side's high if you need help we'll come over and help you and you try to figure it out because when you do beat it it feels good it feels good man like i was doing fist pumps in the air for vault of glass when we first beat it that's that's what i miss uh b earlier said i think this is going to be the Redfall of this year i don't think so i don't think it's anywhere near oh, so first of all you're comparing this game is going to be broke buggy and unfinished like redfall i think that's a little a little unfair right because I, I played the I alpha think, i think redfall hurt him right i, I think, think he, i think he really wanted redfall to be I, good I guess so because i played the alpha and the alpha's in really good shape really good shape right it's better than what i played other games in alpha form and i think this game's gonna be fine i think it's unfairly getting shit on because it's not the batman game people wanted 
and it's not the live service game people wanted. Like every time I see a video, every time everyone's like, "Yeah, this is just not the uh, the Batman game everybody wanted," and, and why is it a live service? Like, why? It's not Batman, right? <laughs> it's not a Batman. Game. Every single I person. I don't get it, man. What is it? Because they saw Batman in the game. Is that why? I I, I don't I don't know. Like you the, knew this for the, you knew this Batman for years. Was talking in the game, that was it. You knew this for years that the game what it was. So like everyone coming out now being like, not the, <laughs> just not the Batman Arkham game. I mean, I don't understand. Like I I don't understand. I don't I don't understand. It's, it's not, not Batman. I'm Batman. It's it's, it's not Batman. It's because they don't re- listen or read or open their eyes. Are they watching the trailer like this? Are they like, what's happening? What's happening? I, I hear Batman. It's Batman? Is it Batman? I hear him. Like, what are, what are we talking about? Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's got Batman in it. <laughs> it's like everybody, everybody's 10. It's got Batman in it. I laugh if there's an extra tab that you get to play Batman for like 20 minutes. <laughs> right? Like, think about Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights came out and everyone's like, bro, this is not Batman Arkham. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, you can't even play as Batman. Yeah, it says Gotham Knights. It doesn't say Batman Gotham Knights. It's Gotham Knights. Like, it says Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. And people are like, I hope you don't kill the Justice League. Like, are you mentally retarded? Like, it literally says it on the box. Like, I was surprised. What? We're using Suicide Squad members and we're killing the Justice League? I was shocked. I didn't know this was happening. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Make it make sense, Sarge. Make it make sense. I can't because... People are people. You can't make sense of them. Yeah, and here's the thing: we, we we didn't talk about this. I talked about it earlier today. The, uh, the 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 guys that were with Rocksteady Studios that left Rocksteady Studios. Okay, this is this is what's going around right now. Okay, that right now everyone thinks that Rocksteady Studios is being held hostage and they were forced to make this game. Okay, they were forced to make Suicide Squad into a live service game where there's articles and and interviews that people were talking about. They were never making a Superman game ever. Wasn't, it wasn't on the books. They weren't making it. They were making a multiplayer live service game, okay, that was oh, un... Oh. It was a multiplayer... Oh, oh, we're, oh. Los, we're losing Sarge. We're losing you. You're, you're uh, chopping out. Uh, they, they were making a multiplayer fighting game, a gun-playing game, and then there was a company that was making a Suicide Squad game that they lost, and they, they shut it down. And then they'd opened up, and they're like, well, what about if we used... What about if we use the Suicide Squad? And then that's where they started making Suicide Squad. And it's been in development for six, seven years. This is the only thing they've been working on the entire time. But yet people are super mad. Okay, super mad that this is not the Batman game or Superman game. And they're like, I hope this game fails so that I can get my Batman game. And in some strange world, they think because if this game fails, that the next game Rocksteady makes is going to be that Batman Arkham game that they have to wait another seven years for, which that's also insane. And then the new studio that, that the, the guys that used to work for Rocksteady are starting a new studio. And I guarantee you, they'll be like, I can't believe they didn't make a, a Batman game. It's like, they don't want to make a Batman game. They made a Batman game. They made four Batman games. Go play them. Go play them. They're, they're amazing. But this is not it. This is not it. Sarge is completely frozen. So, I don't have a, I don't have a, a picture for Sarge. Do I have a, a background for him? Nope, you just have to see Blurry Sarge. Oh, he's he's really wasn't bad. Oh, there he is. He's back. What happened? Do an upload? 
do a download? What what was happening? Right, well, I hear you, but I don't know what's going on. Okay, you're you're good now. Yeah, this is fine. Everything's fine. Uh, WB sold 22 million copies of Harry Potter. Rocksteady could make uh, could have made two Batman games before the game came out, especially after the delays. That doesn't even make sense. They sold 22 million copies in one year. It takes five years to make a video game. It's been one year since Hogwarts Legacy came out. What, what, what are you talking about? You're talking about the next games that they're going to make? That's what they want to make? Yeah, don't watch porn, Sarge, while you're, while you're, you're live on stream. Oh, I, I promised myself that I would never put porn on my PC ever again. I don't oh, use my phone. I, I, don't use, I don't use my phone because the, 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 uh, all, the, all the crazy hack stuff doesn't go on your phone. It does like you don't jerking do off it. in front of their PC, you animals. Yeah, nobody. Come on. Come on. <clears throat> this game took nine years. Yeah, it, it, it didn't take nine years. Yeah, it, it didn't take nine years. Here, let me let me let me fact check B real fast. Let me let me fact check B. Okay. Throwing hand grenades. Throwing hand. We got to because people like to make like these claims, right? And I'm not saying he's wrong. You just got to fact check, right? Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, development time. Okay, let's see. Let's go. Uh, gameplay, premise, development. Uh, video game, February 2012. Uh, elaborated the game and development, adding it because it is a concept. You have a game where you lead, lead characters convincingly. Okay. The formation of Suicide Squad was teased in the Batman Arkham Origins in 2013. Development of WB Games Montreal featured a post credit scene. Deathstroke asked Amanda Waller. Batman Arkham Origins. Uh, Blackgate, Deadshot, Bronze Tiger. Join the Bane uh, uh, thing. Okay. Rocksteady announced Suicide Squad's Kill the Justice League in 2020. Rocksteady, the creator of Batman Arkham. So if they announced it in 2020, they probably were working on it for about 18 to 24 months, so about two years ahead. So 2018, right? 2018 is when they started, okay? Because um, it says here that WB Games Montreal was working on a Suicide Squad game, but no official announcement was made from the development team or publisher. And in December of 2016, the two, uh, the two guys left uh, and, and, were, and it was canceled. It says Rocksteady has announced the Suicide Squad Killer Justice League in 2020, so I'll give it 2018. So let's count now with our fingers for, for, for math, okay? Uh, 2018 to 19, 19 to 20, 20 to 21, 21 to 22, 22 to 23, 23 to 24. Uh, 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 nope, not anywhere near nine years to development time. So, good try, though. Good try. Appreciate it. That's six years. Six years. Uh, let's see here. How do you unplug the, the phone camera? Actually, I don't, I, I don't want to know. I would made a single-player DC game with the IP of Harry Potter crushed it. WB, come on. Uh, they did. They made a single-player Hogwarts Legacy game off-brand of Harry Potter, and they crushed it with 22 million copies. That's what they did. And that took game, that took game, took six to seven years as well. <clears throat> so, one, comparing the game to Redfall, which is a broke, buggy, unfinished game, that's so false. Sad. And then the nine-year development cycle, that's also false. I think, I think Redfall's deciding factors when the developers said, we don't want to make this game. I'm pretty sure when they said that, that was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. exactly that's exactly that's, right. That's how that's how you know things weren't going really well. And, and here's the best part, right? Rocksteady Studios worked on a first-person shooter game first. That was their first game. Then they made the Batman's game. 
and now they're going back to a shooting game. And they're like, they need to go back to their roots. They did. They did. The first game was a, <laughs> a shooting game, and then they went back to their roots. Right? Well, but, but they but were be, known for their Batman game. Yeah, yeah, but to be fair, though, you're always playing around with the age bracket, right? If you were growing up and you first saw Batman when the Batman game first came out, you were X number of years old. When you first started paying attention to video games, you might not have known about the first-person games, right? Because there's always that, there's always those games that bring you into the fold, right? Like you're a kid, you play some video games, and there's that one game that just kind of like, wow, like, and then and then from that point on, you start paying attention, right, to video games, right? So you have an age bracket of people that might not have known about Rocksteady's first game. They think Batman was it because they don't care about what was before then, right? Right. You, you remember that there's always like this cycle of people, right? My in my head, the the cycle of people that play games is larger. They get pulled into the wheel, and then less people leave the wheel sooner. Like we stay in the wheel longer. Like I'm old, right? There's a lot of people that play games for like their college years, and then they get married, have kids, and they're they're not playing games anymore. Maybe on occasion they'll play games, but they're only in there for a little while. But the group of people now that actually casually play games is much larger. I feel sorry for Insomniac Games based on this knowledge of like Rocksteady working on Batman games and they can only do Batman games because Insomniac's working on Ratchet and Clank, but they're they're working on Spider-Man games and 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 Wolverine games, right? Like they're stuck, right? If they make anything other than a Marvel game, they're gonna be like, should have stuck with Marvel. It's like, dude, they gave you three Spider-Man, they gave you three X-Men, they gave you, you know what I mean? Like they're 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 allowed to work on other things. Because if you're working on one franchise the entire time, that's almost like a live service game. Do you know what I mean? Well, but that's why I always felt a little guilty for people who worked for Bungie because you're working on, like, you traded off Halo, right? You traded off Halo for Destiny and you're working on the same game for 10 years. Like, I, we talked about this in the past. I would not be surprised if people who are working at Bungie are just burnt out. Your phone's by the microphone. The same, you're working on the same game, right? You know, development teams, they might be really good at something, but sometimes they want to be challenged and try something else. It might not be a 10 out of 10, but at least they try. They want to do something else. I, I would never blame the guys from Bungie who said like, we're just done with this. Right. Right. Like we don't care anymore. Like I think 11 years and it's, it's longer than 10 years because they were working on it before the 14 release. Right. So they were working on it before then. Right, so we're we're looking at over ten years. Yeah, yeah. Right, you think you're happy working at the same thing every day, all day, for for over ten years? In yeah. the in the gaming world, you like you you might be really awesome at some points in the in the programming or coding, but at other points you're like I'm just I'm out. Right, so do you you know why they're burnt out or why they're missing so many people? I think the people are just I, I've had enough. Yeah, I think I, I, I think when you're at a certain point, I mean, even at the people that are working at the the studio right now. If this is a live service, well, it is a live service game. It lasts another two, three years, and they've worked on it for six. Then by the end, it could be nine years, and they're working on sure. one game. But a lot of artists like to work on other things. Yep. They don't. They don't want to be held down to that one. It's like a struggle, right? You want it because want, it's a steady job, right? It's a steady right? job, and you get the payment. And you, you know, support your family and but whatnot. You, but you also want. The but challenge. your passion also loses because if you're doing the same thing over and over, then you're like, right, I'm doing the same. Working on this game again, all right, right? You're trying to keep motivated where you're like, you get excited, right? Like if you move from like working on like a DC thing and then all of a sudden you start working on Transformers, like that that's a change that you want to make type of thing. You don't want to keep working on the exact same type of uh, genre well, or different. 
Right. Well, I'm talking about like change is official. Like it's a let's say it's a strategy game, then it's a first person shooter. Right. Right. And then right. we're doing action adventure. Like, yes, they're not experts at all avenues, but your team doesn't get better unless they're challenged. Right. Like the guys who are working on, I hate to even say it, but the guys working at Ubisoft to work in a fucking Assassin's Creed, they could probably make Assassin's Creed in their sleep with one hand. Right. Right. Because they've been making Assassin's Creed for. For freaking ever, fifteen years, right? yeah, yeah, fifteen now, years. I, and I know everyone loves Assassin's Creed. Like you get the whole thing, you love it. But like for me, I look at that game. I'm like, I don't want to look at you anymore. Like I don't care. I don't care what time period it is. I don't care if the guy's got a new voice. I don't care if the assassin's now female. I don't care if it's transgender. I don't care whatever you say. But if I hear the word Assassin's Creed, my brain just turns off. I'm. I don't want to see you. Yeah, the, th- <laughs> the three. I think. I think certain companies are just like. And again. I think Rocksteady Studios doesn't want to be pigeonholed as we're we're the Batman guys, right? We're the, we're the Batman guys. Now they're the DC guys as of right now because right. Four, f- five out of the six games they've created are in the DC universe. Yeah, well, because we got to chase the money, right? And I, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Suicide Squad. Look, I'm I'm in it for the story, and after the story, we'll see how the end game works and and how uh, that, hey, that mid max works. How did Gotham Knights play out after you guys played Gotham Knights for the time period? How did it work out? Well, Gotham Knights was Gotham Knights was just a single player game. It wasn't a live service. I, I get it. Right? How did it go? I thought it was fine. I thought I thought it should have been a live service, or at least if you wanted to put DLC, like give me more case files, like let me fight more bad guys. And I think this is where this game should suffer the same consequences, right? Okay. If it doesn't have more villains to fight. Uh, by the end of this year, right? Like, I don't know how many villains it has, right? We we know the Justice League, but we don't know if we fight Wonder Woman. I'm assuming we're going to fight Wonder Woman because she's going to get turned at some point or, or or whatnot, maybe. So what, you're fighting five people? Maybe you fight Lex Luthor, uh, and then he, you don't kill him, but you fight him. Uh, and then you're killing the Justice League. So you're, you're going against Flash, Green Lantern, Spider-Man, or Spider-Man, fucking Superman, and, uh, and Batman, right? And then what happens? Where's Aquaman? Where's Hawkman? Where's Martian Manhunter? Like, where are these guys down the road if they bring him into the game at all? And that's where I think this game lives or dies because I asked the question last night to Kinger. I said, what's more important, the villains? Lurker asked this. He said, what, what's more important, new heroes or new villains? Right? And I said new villains because you could bring in new heroes, but if I'm doing the same content over and over again with, with five guys and six guys and seven guys. And, and, and your Borderlands. Right. Where if you bring in new villains with new heroes, then I'm taking the new hero and playing the new content against the new villains. Well, l- let me let me spin it this way, right? If I'm able to make a character not play, and someone can pull my character into your game and use it on your team, and then I get points for it. You're not leveling same- up. You're not leveling up. You're just getting that's, resources that's, and stuff. That's That's fine. So what if we take that and switch it around to where... I make a boss character with the abilities that I found throughout the game, and then when you pull the guy in, you fight my boss character. Interesting. I don't know how they would. How would they it's do same. that? Yeah, I, 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 I said a game mode they could do down the road if it was like a. PD. I think I think that would be interesting. People who play the game longest have abilities unlocked, and then they build a boss character for other people to fight. I think is a a throwaway side game that like, would be that would be the next level of this type of game. Well, I I, I said earlier I think um what they could do in this game is like a just a fun throwaway like not a you're not leveling up or anything like that. 
playing Ghostbusters and playing like Friday the 13th and stuff like that, you're like Jason against the camp counselors. You're a ghost against the Ghostbusters, right? I said, what about if they need a game mode where it's it's PvP, right? But it's one person is one of the one of the bosses, right? Like Flash or Superman. And then the other four are the, the Suicide Squad members. And it's 4v1 and you just fight. It's like a PvP match. Who can win? Right, I I like I like it where if I'm I make the villain character and you have to fight him, I think that would be amazing. You be that would be amazing, right? And and then and then you would go on the top ten list of a bosses fun to fight, and then your guys are listed on who's boss who made the best bosses, and that's the guy I want to fight, right? I think that would be interesting. Making the bosses though, I, I mean, I would be okay if they. They had the bosses. You just controlled the boss. Because where would you get the powers from? That's a whole completely complex, different game. How would you find the How would you find the powers for your for your guys that you're creating? You, as you play the game, the more bosses that you kill, you keep unlocking different powers for bosses. Then you get to pick three or four powers that you give to that boss, and you, you yes. put it on. Them. Oh, that's complicated. I'm it sounds, sorry. It sounds like a shooter. It's a shooter, right? Wait, it's a shooter. Yeah, but, it is a shooter. But how am I making? Or... So, so it's okay. It's so. So what you're saying is, it's impossible for me to make a boss character, but it's okay for my guy to. I make a guy, then you pull him to your game. That's completely fine. Well, you're just taking your your loadout and you're putting it on the character that's already pre-made in your game. You're just taking the the, the stats and you're taking Same. your king shark and and putting it in. Wow. Find powers. Put it on. A, put it on. I enemy, guess, but you're character. not. You don't control the other guy. That's what I'm saying. Like. Nope. Nope, so you're saying, so you're saying, make any character. So I could have Superman, and he could have the powers of any other. No, I didn't say Superman. I like whatever. What, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, you're making your own character. boss, and yep. you're, you could take Superman's powers and Wonder Woman's powers and Batman's powers and, ma- and merge them into one character. Is what you're and saying? Whatever powers you find in the game. I don't know. That that goes off kilter because then you're you're these are these are licensed characters in a game, and that would just go off kilter because then you're making your own superhero and then. Now DC was like, "What, what the I fuck's said. going on?" That's what I said. I know, but it, that would be that would that would be a boss character for you to fight. Yeah, but that would be a fundamentally uh, licensed fucked because DC would be like, "What are we doing here? This is a DC game, and you're making your own characters now." It's just someone to fight. That's that's what I'm saying though. But there's a license. There's there's other avenues I in, this, in I, this thing. You keep using license. The word license. I made up my own dude. I understand that. I but didn't but use I, Superman using, and I gave him I'm special use, powers. I made up a, some dude. I understand that, but you're using it in a in a IP that's DC related. So yeah. you, you would have to you have to stand by the rules of what DC is letting you do with the with the with the with the IP. Every cheap monster guy that you're fucking around with inside the game is not in every comic book ever made. They made some scrody guys that you fight all the time, except I take the scrody guy and I give him abilities that I find in the game and you fight him. The the correct, Dave, but in the DC Universe Online, that's the license they made. This is what I'm saying, right? Like you're a character in that game. In this game, that's not what it is. Now I understand Sarge is making it up, but they would have to go through a whole licensing thing. Uh, to what you could create in this game because it's strictly what they want it to be, sort of like the Marvel game, right? The Marvel game was strictly... You couldn't even put a different costume on certain ones This was approved by Marvel, okay? That's that's the difference I'm talking about. I mean, I understand the concept that he's doing. It would be cool. That's why I said more simplistic would be just 1v4. They're already in the game. You just It's just a game mode you go to, and... One one of your friends is Superman or Wonder Woman that round, and then you you rotate and see who could beat each other. That that's it. Well, Superman would win. Well, he's not going to win because you're playing the game and you're going to murder him with guns. Nope. 
It's not going to happen. <laughs> so that's it. You you see, can, DC, you, DC, DC wouldn't allow it. The licensing <laughs> of Superman is you can't kill Superman. So well, that's fine. Matter, so that really. means the end of the game is you dying. Right? There is no end of the game. Your end of the game for a live service game is go up against Superman and then you're dead. And, you, and you're dead. That's it. All right. Yep. I got it. It's Brainiac's final weapon after the Justice League is dead. Brainiac secretly copied the powers and you get to make it into a robot and the robot can customize into Sarge's saying. Thanks, Krabsy. That's great. I like it. Fantastic. Uh, are you hyped for Su uh, Suicide Squad as you are for the, uh, for the budget-friendly price of the Sony live service game Helldivers? Um, well, one... Uh, I don't own a PlayStation 5, so I, I, I can't play Helldivers unless I play it on PC. Uh, and Helldivers is a $40 price tag game. Okay, so it's not going to be as big as Suicide Squad. It's going to be more like Starship Troopers. And no, I'm not as excited as Helldivers because Helldivers to me is a generic, a generic IP that was a completely different game before that I'd never played. So I don't know anything about Helldivers. Okay. Is that the one where the is that the one where the big monsters land on the planet and everyone goes to fight it? Is, I, is that Helldivers? I, I guess Helldiver. You talk about the new one, Helldivers. Yeah, you're like these pods shoot out of the ground and then it's a and then everybody goes the to third person. Fight. Yeah, and you're fighting. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and I don't know what Helldivers is. With DC, uh, they've been around a hundred years. I've been on the planet Earth for forty five. I know the backstories of these characters, and it's automatic. Like I'm interested. That's just the way it is, and I've. I've been pretty consistent with that across the board, saying that if Destiny was Star Wars, if Destiny was Marvel, if Destiny was Transformers, I would be more excited for that than Destiny. Because Destiny, when you first played, was generic characters, generic world, IP, brand new stuff, you're learning the stuff. Why are there, I already know all the characters of, of Transformers. So if you give me a game like that, but just exactly like Destiny, it's a better game to me. I know the lore. I know the characters. I'm more invested. So, no, I'm not as excited as Helldivers as I... Uh, Suicide Squad. Get the fucking name. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It's the longest and worst, worst title. That's the worst part about the game. Uh, let's see. Is the uh, Suicide Squad canon for the James Gunn universe? I think it's its own universe, but according to James Gunn, he could pull from whatever. So, like, television shows to movies to films to, to video games, they could all cross over. Does the DC IP make or break? Uh, well, it's, I think it's a double-edged sword. I think it can make it, but it can also break it if they don't do it correctly, right? Look at Marvel's Avengers. Look at Marvel Future Revolution on the mobile device, right? It was the Marvel IP, and it just didn't work out, so it broke it because they didn't do what they were supposed to do, and people's expectations were a little high. People's expectations for DC, that's why they're pissed off, because they didn't want a live service game. They just wanted a single-player Batman game, and that's what they're, they're pissed off about. And, and, and that's been abundantly clear a single player batman game is what suicide squad is supposed to be that's what it's supposed to be yeah <laughs> nope so i can't even listen to the statement anymore this is so stupid is hell divers an extraction game dave i didn't think it was an extraction game is it like a push push your luck system like you go down to the system you kill some enemies you grab some things and then you, you take back off is that what it is i thought it was more of um a dauntless type of thing where you land on the planet, you kill the boss, and you go back to base type of thing. Like, once you're done with the the, the, uh, the creatures, it's kind of like an extraction game. All right, well, we'll see. It comes out, what, the 8th? I think it comes out the February 8th or 18th, something like that. All right. Oh, so it's, it's, it's right in the corner, then. Yeah, it's coming right around the corner. All okay. right, that's going to do it. It's uh, we went way long. We're almost three hours tonight. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 379 is in the can. We do appreciate you for coming out. 
for Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to play some uh, PAL World um, on uh, Xbox. So if anybody wants to play, we'll be playing late night around 10.30, 11 o'clock in the evening. We'll probably play like two hours of that of that game, just checking it out. And if you like it, maybe we'll play it some more on Monday evening. Uh, Monday, it's going to be a long show because we're doing the morning show. And then there's the Dev, uh, Dev Diary 3 for Suicide Squad. So we're going to be, it starts at 1 p.m. So we're going to cover that live as well. If you like what we do here, please make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. And if you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can uh, become a member as little as $5. Appreciate it very much. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for watching. Game on, guys. Two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.